Motorcycles and Misfits coming at you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. In the garage tonight, we've got Sid. Hi. Jim. Peace, love, and soul. Liza. Suck my cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I'll suck your cloud, Liza. Uh, I'm going to... Bex. I love you. Aloha. I believe uh, her name is Cloud Sucker. Cloud Sucker. Oh, cloud yes. Sucker! Henry. Cloud Tonight, sucker. I'm Cloud what? Sucker. Huh? Magic power, oh, Cloud Sucker. Uh, Mary in the peanut gallery, you can just, just yell hi. Hello! <laughs> and we've got our special guest tonight. Bosley? Well, he's always a special guest. Uh, clearly. I am Zach! Yeah. Yeah. The prodigal son returns! Come on. Where's the I exist? I am still exist. No, you don't. He was here surprising wait, everyone I today. Don't, I don't. Uh-uh. Wait, what do you mean I don't? You're just a, you're just an apparition. You surprised uh, me today. Don't try and bend the spoon. <laughs> just realize there like, is no spoon. Like with my hands? Because I can do that. Oh, oh, it was a Matrix quote. Why should I not try to bend it? I can afford more. You were knee deep in the motorcycle all day today too. I was. I know. I appreciate everybody you. on acid right now. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, what I, on? I appreciated that you jumped right in helping everyone. Well, someone had an SV one thousand. I was like, well, I know that SV six fifty engine, so uh, I probably know what you're going through. That's my mom. Yeah, it sure was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? That was literally your, your mom's. No, let's exactly. just, I think we should leave it at that. Yeah. Let people make, their own, make anyway, their own connection. It's nice to have you back, Zach. <laughs> Thank you. you. It's yeah. lovely to be back. Dearly missed. So wait, why are you here Speckles again? Uh, I'm here to, I was here to witness my lovely friends and uh, my previous housemate uh, get married. Ah, witness. Hey. Yesterday, and I witnessed it. <laughs> Can I get nice. a witness? You guys, I know we always brag about how wonderful the weather here is, but how wonderful was the weather today? Mm. Yeah, and traffic Dude. sucked. Mm. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's Memorial true. Day the weekend. Weather? Not on Felton Empire um, Road, man. I don't know. It was, it was raining. Everyone was in town. I don't know. It, the was, rain- it was raining when I got in. It was backed up it to sucks. Los Gatos when what I was you coming here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Nobody wants to come to Santa Cruz. I, I passed three cars on Highway 9, and by the time I got back in line, immediately, like a half a second later, a CHP comes around the corner. <laughs> Motherfucker. I, I just, I just missed the guy. You lucky, Perfect. You lucky bastard. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't think he's turning around to try to catch you anyway. No. Like, yeah, okay, no. <laughs> I, got, I got more. I got a night to take a whole bunch of. Never mind. <laughs> Ouch. I don't, but it was gorgeous. We took a ride this afternoon and went up Felton Empire. Just had a couple of cars to leapfrog around. Yeah. And it was super chill and gorgeous out. Super. Did see a couple of small deer by the roadside. That was not yeah. probably the least part fun, but. But it was gorgeous out, so yeah, sunny Santa Cruz. Yeah, Wait, y'all, you're, deer you're, are dangerous. You were out on a ride with Seglin? I thought I saw so you birds. Out. Yeah, me, Seglin, um, and Seglin, that was it. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're just, we actually had a great weekend. I mean, we'll talk about some of it in a bit, but uh, Sego stayed over last night in Bex, and we watched MotoGP. It was an awesome race. We Le did Le Mans. Yeah, well, the first We had French bread. Yeah. And French cheese. <laughs> we did. So then, but yeah, I woke up this morning, <laughs> came over <laughs> here, and uh, Sigalin had never ridden in the mountains. 
Oh. oh. She's Whoa. like, I hadn't ridden up here before. I'm like, what? So we kept it super oh. chill. She had a great time. So went up Felton Empire to the Lockheed Martin missile spot. Now that's when you take oh. her down, Jameson. Oh, the missile spot. The missile no. spot. No, no. Sid can vouch for it. No. Yeah. Jameson, uh, dude, that, unless you're on a dirt bike, that road blows. It most, does blow. People don't know it, but in, Santa, uh, in the Santa Cruz Mountain, Lockheed Martin has a facility up there, and they do Top like missile secret. shit. They do. Well, yeah. Apparently, Henry Seriously. went yeah. through gates. No, we Sid and I went through the gate, but we'll get to oh, that yeah. later. Got yeah, machine guns and shit. So anyway, it's a nice destination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, sunny Santa around. Cruz. <laughs> but it was cool. So we turned around, came back down, and then took whatever a pine flat down to Bonnie Dune. Oh, that's lovely. And then bounced down that's the coast. Such a good it was ride. fuck. That's you could really see good. for probably thirty miles. And, that's a good uh, loop. Yeah, and you know, all the fields were green and coming in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fuck. It was it's pretty spring righteous. with the baby deers. So watch out. Yeah, deers. So, they fucking are fuckers. So. Yeah. deer and turkeys. Try not to slay them. Fuck deer turkeys. and motorcycles. Fuck turkeys. Well, we've had deer deer on the mind for a couple of days. Yeah, for um, sure. Well, the deer here are retarded. They don't get out. They don't move or react suddenly because they're yeah. so used to people. They going hear by. the engines and they don't they just, scatter. They just look directly at you. And exactly. Make eye contact. And like, they just like play that like, game of chicken so where they're like, "I'm not gonna move. Are you? What? What am I gonna do, man? I hear ringing. So, so yeah, the weather's nice. Yeah, and that's why I want to say that's why Emma wasn't able to be here today because uh, there was so much traffic uh, on Highway One. Oh. She Dog she shit. she tried twice and aborted mission. Uh, smart, smart, smart call. Traffic yeah. in town Dog blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nonsense. But there is uh, one of Even us on a bike who though. is nowhere near in traffic. I'm thinking. Hello. <gasps> Bagel. Bagel. Are you there? Yep. Is that hey. Bagel? Cannonball Bagel. So, Hello. we wanted to get a report from the road. Yes, greetings from St. George, Utah. Yeah. Well, shit. Oh, I have I have many relatives there. Oh, in St. George? Yes, I've been there many oh, times. Yeah. Oh, wow. yes. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I was born near near there. So, remind everyone what you are doing right now. So, I am I have just finished day 2 of the scooter cannonball run. We, this is a 10-day endurance ride from Morrow Bay, California to Virginia Beach, Virginia this year. And uh, it has been quite an adventure so far. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the day, day one, we rode from uh, Morrow Bay, California to Death Valley. Ooh, that's Damn. really pretty. That's really cool. Yeah, that's lovely. Yep. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, very, uh, a very nice ride. Did you uh, go through the was, sequoias? Uh, no, no, we didn't go through the sequoias. Um, there, we went through the Sierra Nevada. Cool. And um, down three ninety five. There was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a very, very long day. Um, there, uh, there, I think the total mileage was three hundred eighty seven miles yesterday. On a scooter. And on a scooter. Uh, scooters no, no larger than three hundred cc. By the way. Oh. So no, no maxi scooters or anything. And uh, we started out, I'm not sure exactly how many people started out, but it was probably close to 40 or so. Wow. Um, I think I think we may be down to close to half that now. Holy <laughs> shit. Go wait, Bagel. And, you're wait, still on the road. In two days, you're down to half of that? Uh, it seems like it. A lot of people have been dropping out. Um, there, there have been you know, various mechanical issues. Uh, some of the people... At, I guess bit off. Realized they bit off more than they could do and just packed in. <laughs> how do you know? Like, how can you do that? <laughs> you got to bronze the butt. Oh yeah. So is everyone okay from the crashes? 
Yeah, it's just uh, people getting banged up. Uh, no, nothing major, uh, thankfully. Although at least I know at least one bike is out from a crash. Um, Ooh, shit. So he he had it home after day one. Um, but luckily, um, he, he's a friend of mine. He uh, he donated his top case to me because. My top case was a fuel cell, and it came off on day one. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you not have Gorilla yep. Tape? <laughs> mm. uh, well, I have, I have plenty of rock straps, and that, that allowed me to, to strap it back on. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but I, I was coming down uh, from Sherman Pass to the Sierras, and uh, there's a very bumpy road that we were on uh, coming down to the mountain. Mm. And at one point, I felt something like, Something was like shifting weight around in the rear, and I was worried did my back was not coming loose, but it didn't feel like that. But I was just like, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just imagining it. So I kept on going. So uh, after about 30 miles, I uh, came down off the mountain and went on the highway and uh, was decided to stop because I was getting tired and I wanted to get a snack. So I pulled off and uh, got off my bike and realized my top case was literally hanging off the side of my bike by the fuel line. No. Whoa. <laughs> You're so lucky. I imagine yep. you had some important stuff in your top case considering how long of a ride you're going cross country. Well, I have a four-gallon fuel cell in there. Mm. And that was hanging off. <laughs> Whoa, with the top fuck. Case. Damn. Yeah. I'm glad so, that your bike um, didn't lose its so I, fuel source. Hmm. Yeah, so, so like, like, like I said, I strapped it back on. Uh, a friend of mine gave me a sticker that says, Caution, parts fall off. <laughs> <laughs> Caution, parts fall off good. They jinxed it. Yeah. And then so, I, I uh, heard that there was some really high winds, too. Yeah, there were, there were some, uh, some pretty good winds. Uh, it, it didn't really pick up, thankfully, until later in the evening. And we, we had a major dust storm last night in, uh, in Death Valley. And uh, I was just finishing putting on the, uh, the new top case and mounting the tank in it uh, when it when it blew through, and uh, I was trying to keep dust from you know blinding me <laughs> as I'm finishing up. But two uh, two bikes got blown o- blown over last night. Oh shit! Uh, it was it was that bad. Wow. Did they have road closures because of the wind at all? I don't know if there were any road closures. Um, I hadn't heard about any. But it was pretty late at night, so I think most of the riders were in, except for uh, one or two stragglers. Did you have to ride through it? No, I didn't. I was in. I was in in the afternoon, so thankfully, I yeah, I was. It was nice, nice out when I got there. Well, pretty hot out, but, but no, not much wind. How's the scooter running? Uh, the scooter's running great. Uh, I have been very happy with it. I uh, I switched to my uh, my all 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 weather all, all weather tires today, uh, just because we had a dirt section. Uh, nice. We did about 20 miles of dirt. That's awesome. In, oh, cool. uh, through the uh, Nevada desert, and uh, that that uh, was was pretty rough, I have to say. It was uh, a lot of gravel. Well, um, yeah. you're breaking breaking up. It's hard to hear you, so I want to let you go. But you know, I'm glad that you're still in it, and keep sending us the updates. Thanks. Go. We'll do. Go All right. bagel, and, uh, kick ass. Yeah. Good luck, bagel. Godspeed. Uh, go to. Go to ScooterCannonballRun.com. ScooterCannonballRun.com, and uh, you can follow their progress. Hey, wear a rubber, man. You don't know about those truck stop peoples. (laughs) But but Knock does. I do. That's why I'm hell to tell him. That's why we take the back road. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Good luck, Bagel. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Take care. Yeah. Good luck, dude. Bye. Good luck.
That motherfucker keeps it real, dude. Dude, that's totally. real as fuck. Um, y'all He's like half one the of the last half. Out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, how is the bike rating? Well, better than the half yeah. that didn't make it this far. <laughs> or people that bit off more than they could chew. Like, what how are you thinking? Smug. They go across yeah. country. <laughs> that's Man, funny. That is crazy. Good luck, Bagel. So, um, hey, I wanted to talk about our little adventure yesterday. We had so, a great adventure. We had a great adventure. So uh, Bex and Jim and I hopped on our bikes and we rode down to uh, Monterey and Knock. Where do you think we had lunch? Oh, uh, we're at uh, Whole Enchilada? Turn 12. And I think they were all excited to see it. So Turn 12 is just a it's a nice restaurant. Wait, did go with you? We met Segalin at Turn 12. Turn 12 is a restaurant. It's named for, it's kind of like the 19th hole, Yeah. you know, on a golf course. But this is for Laguna Seca. Mm-hmm. And there's beautiful like Ducatis and vintage bikes over the bar and just around. It's so Was the service better this time than it was the last time? <laughs> it was okay, but the food was excellent. The food was good. And anytime you're surrounded by vintage bikes and and racing paraphernalia, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. I'm happy. And um, so we had lunch there, and then we headed on down to Carmel Valley to go hang out with the Vetters. So those who remember um, Craig Vetter, he's been on the show a couple times. He is a AMA Hall of Famer, an inventor, a racer, a really cool dude. Yes. Uh, most known for creating the Windjammer fairing. If you haven't uh, heard our shows with him, go The monstrosity, back. also yeah. known as the Windjammer fairing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people call it just Some the better fairing. Some people call it a monstrosity. Yeah, he and then, yeah he, he's a visionary, though. That's yeah. what I think and of still a visionary. Is. Yeah. Uh, as a reminder, about two and a half years ago, almost three years, he had a accident on his scooter where he was hit by a deer. Oh, deer. Yes. T-boned. Oh, yep. deer. Yeah, T-boned. And sustained a head injury. And we interviewed him. It was uh, about two years after the accident, I think, um, about his family and everything it takes to help somebody recover from a head injury. And it was all hands on deck. And he still is recovering, um, but he likes having visitors. So I decided, let's go down there and see what the veterans are doing. Not just that, but he's kind of started a little incubator at his ranch because he's not using the shop and uh, building stuff. He's letting other people use the shop who are progressing things in the motorcycle community. Which is something that he said he wanted to give back because he had that experience as a youth from a guy named Earl something, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so he feels as though he has this opportunity, unfortunately because he's limited in his design, like working around the shop itself, but he's able to gift it to young new inventors that he was a few decades ago. He's letting people live there and use his shop. Mm -hmm. So um, we pulled up and were meeted, uh, greeted by his son, Zach, who is... And dogs. Lovely. And the dogs, just lovely. And first thing is like, Zach is lovely. What can I get you? Thank you so much. Yeah, no, not you, of course. No, they were very, very hospitable. Zach, you are lovely, darling. And then uh, Craig came out. Now, 
Craig has just started walking without his walker hmm. um, because he's had balance problems, uh, hearing problems, eye problems. There were so many problems that came out of this head injury. But he was so proud to come walking out of his house without a walker. And he came up to me and he goes, hi, are you here to interview me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, no, Mike's, but we're just here just to hang, hang out. out. Yeah. And okay, well, do you you want to come in the house? Sure. <laughs> Wait, so oh. he didn't remember you had, your guys were coming over? Is that what it was? Or did you just show up? Well, I had cleared it with his wife. Okay. And his Carol is, is like, amazing person. And she is so like warm and welcoming. And Craig, Craig has it together. I mean, he, you know, it's not like he's whacked out. He can have conversations. He remembers For things. Sure. He, you know, he's, I think he struggles a little bit second guessing himself and you know some things like that but he's still he's still very bright you know and inquisitive and thoughtful i think he basically lost two years of his life there's no memory yeah yes uh, but at the same time he's an old dude not like super old but he's older and part of aging is normal and so like he's going through that thing too like okay well which part of this is that Mm. but he was super sprightly amazing host we got awesome stories and energy so and here, like here's what i love shop and oh. so we came in and there's introductions around and we all slid into the the kitchen like table nook. Nook, kitchen yeah. nook. and everyone just slid in and he just held court and told yeah. stories we, we had videos and stories and like oh please tell me about this one and he's showing us pictures <laughs> of stuff oh, well he's a, he's a chatty guy naturally he likes and, to talk yeah That's so and his great. son his son zach not the the lovely Zach next to me, but his son Zach, who is just like chiming in here and like, oh yeah, you know, I'll I'll find that photo here. It was awesome. But we've we've talked to him before about um, a lot of the things he was successful with. Um, but what we did is I found on his website um, that he has a whole page of things that didn't succeed. No, I, I, I disagree with that statement. They were things that succeeded, but he made the decision not to release to the public, basically. He, there's there's hmm. little. I don't think there's anything that he did that didn't succeed, really. Well, except the flying wing. That, but that was still pretty badass. <laughs> that was the coolest thing I've yeah, ever Yeah, the seen best thing him. to fail ever. It was, that was pretty wicked. It worked! But, you know, I thought what was kind of interesting is, you know, he's known for the Windjammer and, and all the fairing stuff, and I guess we should talk a little bit about that, like, you know, how... How little energy you can use to go per mile, and how many miles you can get out of a gallon. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's his goal. But is we to get more out of less. Yeah, but we found all this stuff that like we had never really seen before, maybe on his website buried, but like cool shit like these helmets he made. He has a seat wing. Yeah. What the heck? Wing. Oh my god. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. No. And then there's this Wait, fantastic winged winged fairing. He calls it the flaring because it's beautiful. It's this is like armored wing fairing but it it's mimics world war ii flare. fighter yeah. wings right but there's that then there's the harley scooter it's like oh, a fucking cool. scooter setup because he likes scooters with a big <laughs> he's like i love it. scooters but it's like but he wanted power steel there's tubular steel frames like custom bit mm-hmm. it's like three inch you're talking a no bullshit v-twin harley scooter. no bullshit oh, like over, really over a hundred oh, yeah. horsepower oh yeah legit as Wait, i want it shooting? so badly it's i'll show you a picture i want it so badly i want it so badly so put my dick on it yeah wait is that is that still cvt though or is it shit there? No. <laughs> CVT. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> I want it so bad. But like the helmet. So he, he has to ruin it. He has some helmets and I think they're on the Facebook page and Instagram. Isn't that great? But the uh, helmets, were, what's the pic- that picture of? No. The scooter. No. The scooter. That's yeah. too cool. I, I think <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> it's so pretty cool. ridiculous. <laughs> That's strictly too cool. Right. This is a photo of the horns from the deer that ran into the side of him and his windjammer bike. Yeah, so they have um, the, the horns from the deer mounted <laughs> onto a no top way. triple tree. That's no the handlebar mounts. Literally Dude, a triple tree. That, yeah. mm-hmm. And the antlers from the so, deer. But yeah, all, like, there was there was record-setting um, Vetter bikes there, like the Ninja 250 with a fairing. That Was that the one, that, or was that the electric one that Terry rode coast-to-coast and set yeah. the record yeah, with? Yeah, Terry did. So that's there. Um, the one he got nailed on the deer was there, too. Uh, He's keeping that. He's not changing anything. No, the big ass dent on the side. Yeah. But there's like stuff laying around, like these inventions that are just wild, like the helmets. So the helmets you made, one mimics a Harley Fender, the other mimics a uh, Indian Fender, and there's beautiful white and blue. And there's pictures on the webpage. Aren't and stuff. they beautiful? But anyway, he made them. And it's long story short, someone was willing to do f- orders of fifty thousand each. Well, I think we can. I think he said it was okay to say he went. I think he said he went to Bell. And Bell said, well, he said, I've got a new helmet design. They said, you know what? We've been doing helmets a long time. We, we've seen it all. And he shows it to them. And they're like, holy shit, we haven't seen anything like this. Yeah, yeah we're in. Like 50,000 of each. And uh, those, um, those are like commemorative, non-functioning safety helmets, right? Or are they? Well, because like, I mean, like I don't know. They look boss, so who cares? I can see you, you tilting your head back and like chopping off the back of your neck. Maybe so. The, the I, thing is so well, long. look at your typical Harley helmet, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> but with that right, said, yeah. check it out. So you got orders for like fifty thousand of each, right? And they couldn't agree on some yeah. term. So he's like, "Fuck you, nope, not making Here. them." So the only two are those two that are sitting on a stand in a shop. Man. Isn't that rad? Yeah. But there's stuff like that all over the place. Mm-hmm. The man's about yeah, principles, not it's money. Really apparently, cool. yeah. oh yeah, he's definitely about principles. His principle is to get more out of less. It's a rare breed. So yeah, it was so cool to be like looking at these things like on the website and asking questions, and then go to the down to the warehouse and the shop and like finding some of these like partially disassembled remnants or things, you know, still sitting on the shelf in his office. It was really, really fascinating, but. Um, then we went um, into the to into the shop to talk to Brandon Miller, who's one of the guys who's living there. It's like a it's like a Santa's workshop for like I don't know motor and electric nerds now. Wow! Yeah, oh, it's it nuts, is. dude. It, it, so actually, they know Luke, right? Yeah, yeah, Luke yeah. Luke is. <laughs> yeah, there's um <laughs> plugs of different things. There's a whole bunch of box contraptions that are different charging units. So what Brandon has developed, he's developed a, like a fast charger for electric motorcycles. Mm-hmm. What? Um, a fast. So what what charger. people don't realize um like if you buy a Zero, you've got a 110 outlet, you know, to charge it in and that takes like eight well, Seven it depends on how many hours. eight hours, right? Up right, to right, um, right, mm-hmm. right. Or if you get the power tank and you can plug it into one of those chargers at like, you know, Whole Foods and you mm. know, car for cars. And you can do it um, much, much faster, I think, a few hours. Yeah, it's but, like service. but you can add more chargers to your bike. So people like Electric Terry, this is the yeah. trick. Right. right. The like more chargers you have, the more outlets you can plug them into and the faster you can charge. Yeah. So Brandon has developed this... Um, Belly, belly pan, a belly pan for the zeros huh. that can hold um, a three. three. He had one outside that 
from his bike that had four chargers on it. That is so many electrons. And he's developed these chargers that are so much smaller and thinner now that you can fit them just in the belly pan that's only adds like two inches underneath. Well, and the guy, and the guy Brandon, right? That, yeah, Brandon. Yeah, so that he's the guy that Vetter's putting up that's one of these electric savants. So these guys are like, this, they're inventing this technology in this little garage deep down in Carmel Valley. Uh, like it's man. super homebrew. Like, like, yeah. like you'll have this electrical box full of components and then pour like that wax stuff in it. Yeah. There's like uh, a kitchen yeah. pot with like a stick stir sticking on like on a bench kind of thing. Well, like, yeah. yeah. And, super and boxes, some so of them now, cooling. He's filling, he's filling orders there. He's got his, yeah. he's manufacturing them. They just had them lined up on the benches. So uh, does this charger come with like three extra extension cords? <laughs> uh, no. no, but the idea is exactly what you're saying, Nock. So instead of plugging into one, yeah. no, I get the system. I understand. I just like yeah. No, well, you, but that you system carry, like, is actually the problem. No, no, no. Because when to you, find a charging station that has all of if that, if you go to a Wait. car park that has the electric charging stations, you right. can hook all of them up to your bike mm-hmm. at once. <laughs> Interesting. So okay, but okay. now I think right, they can charge a bike now in like what twenty minutes. Yeah, like yeah. 20 minutes. Dude, that's fast. But you're talking about, what did he say it was? It was 1500 for the base, mm-hmm. and I think... Tw- 3000 for three. 3000 something, or 3500 for three. I the mean, base is the, one. Uh, do the zero people know 3, about this? Oh, it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, 15, 22, 50, and 3000. Yes, you're right. Uh, for three. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not a zero product. It's an right. aftermarket product. Is it? Is it patented? Um, I'm not sure. Because I mean, like I'd imagine if uh, if if he talks to zero, maybe there might be able to integrate that system into the new bikes. But what's cool that is, is cool. you I'd get imagine. you get people like um, uh, Electric Terry and Alan Smith <clears throat> who are working on the air streaming their vehicles sure. with with him, and then you get people like. Brandon, who's working on fast charging, because right. the vetters are very into electric. Also, yeah, they have a Tesla. They have their own zero. Funky solar shit be, on the roof. Yeah, mm-hmm. petrol free. Exactly. Ideally. So they're doing really cool stuff, and we spent hours there. And I think, I think, I think Craig had as much fun as we did. Oh yeah. He he loved having visitors to talk to and just to ask questions, and it was a really great visit. It was nice. I rode my first electric bike, and I rode back up, and got to see Carol Vetter, and she was <laughs> like kind of almost jumping up and down when when she saw me jumping up and down <laughs> she's like yeah. i know that feeling yeah yeah th- those things are fast aren't they they're fun yeah. even well, i yeah. had a tune down and you know what i thought was the most beautiful is i rode a motorcycle next to a horse yeah. and i'll tell you the reason why i ride motorcycles the way that i do is i've ridden horses but horses and motorcycles <laughs> the ones that i ride are too loud so you could never be right next to a horse right. with all or your quail, horses. Right? Or a quail. Or a quail. I had a quail running next to me. It what? was amazing. Yeah. Right. I mean, we were in Carmel Valley in the, the mountains. Right. I mean, yeah. you, you're literally in the town with a quail motorcycle gathering happening. True, so true, true. Of course, there's got to be a quail. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Random tangent, but yesterday I actually tried to ride a horse, but I was super drunk, so I kept trying to put my feet up like it was a motorcycle. And then <laughs> 
Were you trying to hit the starter button? You're like, yeah. I did try to shift the horse. It was really sad. Awesome. Chicks and horses, man. It's horses. I love having more than one horse between my legs. So the idea of having a horse many horses that horsepower yeah but uh, it'd be clean energy is really cool Sid, what was the horsepower of your horse oh um exactly Liza, one behave no one horsepower so yeah um again great to see craig he's doing so much better and even though he's not able to be as active and make stuff uh he's he's lending his resources to people but not just that I'm just, I'm going to, I hope I'm not leaking something prematurely, but he's writing a book. What? He has yeah. journals from 1965 until now. The Vetter Memoir. What the? He has bookshelves <laughs> of memoir. He collects no pictures oh, and writings Photos and drawings. Because he was like, it saw like, it as a youth volumes. like i'm gonna write about the cool people and things that i see and talk to i mean i don't know how to read but i'd read that book <laughs> <laughs> there's pictures you can get it on tape well, i wonder pictures. if you can get it on no. tape. well i think that's what's audible. motivating him now like audible.com yeah. <laughs> what's interesting is he oh, did actually mention that mentioned that books aren't so attractive anymore and so he's like yeah no one's gonna care and we're like are you kidding me <laughs> well, I, 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 people still like books man yeah and that, i think his drive to get better that's a big part of it because he'd always dreamed on you know writing this and now after the deer and he kept referring to that a lot he's you know struggling to get back together but he is now he can now he can write and he is writing and he's actually done some design too so i think his like desire to get his memoir written and kind of his do his thing is really motivating him to get better and he is getting better right like you said like, he was mm-hmm. way better and i get better every day so it's that's really good. cool so that's good but but if you saw how meticulous he kept notes like literally 1965 yeah like bound books it's it's amazing yeah it's cool it's a lot of art actually to looking forward to that yeah we'll have to do some more visits there um we also then we came home and just to cap off the perfect evening what what would you do just to make that evening even better i don't better? know maybe Jerk off a whole bunch like have a, <laughs> like, a race festival maybe how about I don't know, races? Bex, Bex cooks dinner and we watch MotoGP. Oh, yeah. What? We, we a did good, a French. That's it was a close at second. Mons. We that's had a, a French second. bread and we had a French cheese and we had a French fucking race. That was that's amazing. No oh, my gosh. For those of you who have not seen the Le Mans MotoGP 2018, the first, I don't know, what, like six laps? Like third. Why did I not call oh. you guys last night? Why did I not call you? This is so stupid. Wanker. I thought about it. I thought about it, and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And, you, and now you told me about it, and I'm like, I should have fucking called you. You need Bex's food is what you need. Mm. So we may have had a French evening yesterday. Well, With, wow. the well, we With the With the French accent. She stood the national anthem. Funniest thing, though, asking, yeah, she her, did. She stood up. asking her to say things in an American accent. Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> it's the best oh. party trick ever. Really? Like, oh, man. Okay, let's get some barbecue. Say. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> See, I, yeah. I would have paid 50 bucks just to hear her say that. Oh, we <laughs> in America. Barbecue. We figured it out. You have to talk like your mouth's full and you have Down syndrome. Yeah. That's, that's the <laughs> American accent. Let's get some barbecue. So, <laughs> yeah, I was saying. Wow, we had a great French okay. evening, but there's uh, another friend of ours who's having an amazing Italian evening. 
right now. Oh, oh. So we're going to go right now. I was able to do a little interview with Kat McLeod of Leod uh, Getaways. So remember, so he's got people out there doing tours. And um, he's between Italian tours right now. So I did a little catch up with him, see where he's at. Let's hear that now. All the way from Italy, uh, with me here, I have Kat McLeod. And was that close? McLeod? McLeod? Yes. From Leod. <laughs> I can't even do it. They're, just, they're not the same to me. Leod Escapes. So you remember we had him on um, a little while ago talking about these dream adventure trips that he does. Well, he just finished one, and he's waiting for the next start. So he's calling to give us a report from the road. So where exactly are you, Kat? Um, right now, in between tours, I've left Italy, and I'm hanging out in the city in Netherlands called Groningen, which is absolutely lovely. And are you? do they look like you up there? Um, actually, most people in Europe think I look Danish, not Dutch. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the other nice things about Northern Europe is nobody looks at me like I'm a freak. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, you you do look like a giant Viking. I would think you'd just fit in up there. Yeah, it's, it's, everyone's <laughs> seen people like me. So nobody's staring at me. It's it's great. But anyway, it's it's a wonderful place to relax for a week before we get back to work. So work exactly. That's what you call it. We call it fantasy. But tell us about the trip you just completed. So we just finished the Italian Dream Tour, uh, which rides around Italy and then features a day of track time on Mugello on Panagales. We visited uh, Siena, Bologna, uh, of course the track uh, city just outside of Mugello, Borgo San Lorenzo, and then we did a rest day in Orvieto before heading back to Rome. But more importantly, we did all the little back roads in between. You think that's important, but you guys went on the track that MotoGP is coming to, right? Yes. So, like, that, I mean, that's the fantasy right there. Who wants to ride yeah. on a MotoGP track right before the guys come? That is awesome. So, um, remind us again, what bikes are the people in the tour riding? Um, we had an array of bikes on the tour this time, uh, a mix of BMWs and Ducatis. Uh, we had uh, Hyperstrata, Multistrata, S1000XR, uh, and, uh, and a GS, and a BMW F800R. So you're skimming oh, the bottom like, of the yeah. barrel, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's horrendous. I'm surprised nobody's rented the Ducati Supersport yet. We do have that available. Oh, really? So, yeah. so what, what do you think was the highlight for the people on the tour? Was it going on the track, or was it these back roads? It, it's you ask them, I asked my clients, you know, what was the, your favorite part? And it's mm. impossible then for them to say, um, of course, everybody comes to ride the track. Uh, and of course, the track itself, we, one of my clients uh, said it very well. He said, Mugello is like a song. It has a rhythm to it. Uh, it's like dan you, you danced to this track in terms of the turn, turn, turn. Then long, 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 long turn, gas, 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 turn, turn, turn. It's like, it's, just, it's a dance. And, he, and I started thinking about it. He's right. It's a beautiful circuit. Uh, and it's very special to get passed by Michele Piro, who was <laughs> on the track with us, uh, and, and Marco Melandri. What? Also, uh, Marco Melandri. 
Yeah, yeah. You're back. Uh, and they were wow. on the Pantale V4s, which sound incredible at full speed going by on the straightaway at Mugello, just glorious. Wow. But of course, that's what everybody goes for. Everybody goes to have this incredible experience, and then they're sort of shocked by the other aspects of the tour that they that they weren't expecting. So did you set any personal track records this time? Uh, I, they don't have any timing, but I definitely can feel that my my I'm getting on the gas harder. My turn entries are better. The coach who I'd worked with before said, you know, my lines were much better this time, and and some extras and stretching has, have been helping. But yeah, thanks to some focused instruction from other people in the United States, I'm slowly becoming a better track rider. So yeah, it's good time. <laughs> so I just have to ask: Did you have any accidents or issues on the last tour? Um, no. Good Zero. answer. <laughs> no, not a single scratch on any bikes. It was glorious. Uh, this was probably the most talented group of riders I've ever had on this tour. Uh, we have a, a typical thing that Enrico, our Italian and I, Italian guide and I do, is Enrico will say through the, our chatterbox units uh, through the radio, "Hey cat, go ahead," and they stop it, and they'll give me a waypoint, and so I run ahead and start wicking it up, and the people who want to go faster can pass by Enrico and go faster. Um, everybody passed Enrico. <laughs> uh, it was really amazing. And there weren't, nobody was blowing corners. Nobody was having big scary moments. But people were moving, including a guy who has a paralyzed right arm. What? Yeah. Okay, you have to explain that. How does he ride? Um, he takes his left arm. He still has his arm, yeah. but and he has... He has function of his hand, but the arm is useless. He has no muscular control over the arm. So what he does is he takes his left hand and he puts his right arm, right hand mm-hmm. on the throttle. And he has a little a device, a little thing that he sticks on the throttle. So all he has to do to twist the throttle is he leans his shoulder down. Wow. And, tw- and slowly twists the throttle. And he's been working a lot with California Superbike School and Kobe Fair. Uh, in particular, to make it possible for him to ride. And the incredible thing is, we never really noticed. So no no a- front brake? Does he, can he use no, the brake? Because he has control okay. of his hand, he just has no control of his arm. No, I understand. That happened to me when I actually separated my shoulder and had to ride myself to the hospital. And I'd have to put my hand on the handlebars. And once my yeah. arm was supported, I could use my hand, but I couldn't support my arm. So I totally get that. But still, that's amazing that he's able to overcome that and ride at the level you guys are doing. Yeah, no, he did really well. I passed him uh, at Mugello on the big downhill before the straight. I I just got a better drive. And he can't do as much body positioning. But he he wasn't going slow. He was doing great. And the great thing to say is he, he still has more potential. He can go faster. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and, but the great thing about it was it wasn't an issue. We never really noticed it. He was just one of us on the ride. It was great. And how many guys did you have on this last trip? Ten. So you're hanging out there because coming up uh, May 29th, yes. you have a new, new tour starting. Mm-hmm. How many people do you have signed up for this one? Uh, we have ten. We have ten, right? We have ten. Okay, operations manager saying we have 12 people, but 10 riders. Awesome. Oh, that so there's going to be some two-ups. 
Yes. That's yeah. great. I love that people can share that. I assume it's maybe a wife or a girlfriend or Yeah. Well who wouldn't want a child? Yeah, it's the rom it's writing through a romance novel. It's gorgeous. And so but this tour is a little bit different. What's mm -hmm. happening on this tour? This tour we're taking a lot of the same routes, but instead of writing uh, Mugello, we're going to watch both qualifying and and race day MotoGP at Mugello in reserved seats. Oh, that's awesome. Is Melandri going to be there again? No, Melandri runs World Superbike. This is MotoGP. I, well, I know, but I meant just hanging out. Uh, no, he's probably get back. He's. I'm sure he, he was. It was a big deal just for him to show up uh, for that. He's yeah. got to get back to uh, uh, bike testing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So uh, you're going to do the same roads, but this time you get to watch MotoGP. Um, I don't know. That's that's a hard. Do I want to ride on the track or do I want to watch the races? That's hard. Which one do you prefer? Um, I prefer to ride the track, but it's it's still watching MotoGP is a serious spectacle in Italy. That's it's what I would think. Yeah. For for those, to the track. I mean, Americans don't do it right. <laughs> right? I cannot imagine seeing it in like Spain or Italy somewhere where don't they just go bonkers over there? Yeah. It's it's going to take us probably about 2 hours just to get to the track. Right. It's on, you know, the little back roads of Tuscany. Every little back road of Tuscany is going to be clogged with motorcycles and cars, and the party will have already begun. People are going to be chanting and singing and, you know, bouncing up and down long before we ever get to the racetrack. Instead of getting upset about it or frustrated, people just realize that this is just a fact of life. And, hey, none of us are working. It's a glorious day. We're all going somewhere to watch a great thing. They just kind of chill and relax and make a party of it right there. And then after the race, the, the, the Italians just sort of gave up. People used to crawl over the fence. And the Italians knew they couldn't stop that. It just couldn't be done. So now they just open the gates and the crowds just pour onto the racetrack <sighs> after the race. People start lighting off fireworks. People are drunk off their asses <laughs> and walking down the track, riding scooters up and down the track, lighting off fireworks. It's nuts. It could never happen in the United States. They call out the SWAT team and say it was a public riot. No. <laughs> the, the paramedics are there. The police are there. Everyone okay? Everyone's handling their high? Great. And, you know, it's just a big party. It's probably going to take us at least, you know, three hours to get out of there. So we're just going to take our time. Enjoy it. That's awesome. And just as a reminder to everyone, you have some more trips coming up, right? Yes, we do. Uh, we still have uh, two spaces left to ride the Spanish Pyrenees and do two days of track time with training by Troy Courser at Aragon. Wow. And then we're just taking, we're just starting to take bookings for this November, my favorite MotoGP track, Phillip Island. And we'll ride from Sydney to Melbourne uh, through the, you know, Kosciuszko National Park, over the snowy mountains, along the Great Ocean Road, dodging a few wallabies here and there, <laughs> eating some really good food. People often don't realize Australia has really good food. And then two days on the best MotoGP track in the world, Phillip Island. Wow. Uh, yeah, Zoxa Ring's coming up, but it's pretty much full at this point. And for people who want to get more information, it's Leod Escapes, L E O D Escapes.com, correct? Yeah. yeah. And um, what you're doing, though, it is really cool. Uh, you know, these it is fantasy trips, and uh, I'm just, I'm very jealous. Well, the point of it is it, there, it, it's the pinnacle. 
It's the thing that you should try. It's why you keep going to track days. It's why you keep going and getting training from coaches to improve your riding so you can get good enough to experience how awesome a MotoGP track is. It gives people a, a goal. So, And do you have to be that great of a rider to do a trip like this? Um, I would say you need to be, you know, running in the intermediate group okay. um, at your track race to, to really enjoy it. If, if you're just a beginner, you're not going to enjoy it as much. And particularly the street riding with your riding with a bunch of expert, you know, track riders, it can get really intimidating, especially, uh, well, geez, in Italy, one of the things that uh, everyone was commenting out, the big feature, the big plus this past tour in Italy that everyone was clamoring about was how much they loved going through traffic. <laughs> Yes, I know what that I know what that's about. Our guide is a seventh generation Roman. He grew up in Rome. He's used to splitting traffic all the time with the narrowest of little holes. You know, he leads the entire group through, whereas we've got people coming from all over the United States in many places where it's absolutely illegal. And now they've gotten to the point where this is a new game they've never played before. It's like playing Frogger, looking for the hole, bouncing ahead of the Clio, getting ahead of the Cinquecenta, and then, oh, back up, here comes the truck. And then, you know, so this, this was, a, you know, to me, it was just kind of annoying. I'm like, all right, we got traffic. We gotta get through. They actually thought it was fun. And like, don't don't, don't forget the watch out for that goat. It's it's the scooters. You're kind of doubtful. Geez, is there a big enough hole? And then a scooter will go right by you. <laughs> There's room enough for you and a scooter. So nice. Well, I wanted to thank you for calling and uh, giving us this update. I know you said you would, and you followed through, and I appreciate that. And oh, um, I just want to remind people: go to Layout Escapes. Check this out. This is basically like a biker's version of renting a yacht in the Caribbean. <laughs> right? <laughs> you got the full service, you got the food, you got everything, and you've been doing it long enough, you've got everything worked out. The fact that you're getting this caliber of racers there uh, to, to work with people, it's just amazing. So yeah. thank you very much for checking in and uh, keep doing what you're doing. And yeah, I urge people to go check it out and to dream big and do it. You can do it. This exactly. is not a dream. It's possible. Make a plan. Make it happen. Exactly. Thank you very much, Kat. Cheers. So do you guys want to go on one of those trips or what? Yeah, why not? Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. I mean, Moto GP track. I'll so the that. fact that uh -huh. I don't know what the fuck you said, but yeah, that's cool. The, the fact that they're like the first tour, they got to ride around Italy and then go on the MotoGP track. Yeah, with uh, with guess who was coaching them? Who? Marco Melandri. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why me? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And then the next group that's coming up, they're going to watch the MotoGP. And he's got reserve seating and the whole bit there. That's the shit, dog. Yeah. It looks wicked. I, I see pictures of him on Instagram, and he's always like, he's like in Germany with a beer, in Spain with a beer, like eating shit. and drinking. It looks like a great time. Love you, it. You do have to have Love some it. skills, though. Yeah. So as a heads up, so eat a lot of ham and not just the beer drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that'll go a long way, actually, with that company. Probably. Speaking of MotoGP, Ooh. somebody here got a new fast bike. Oh, who, who uh, would that be? Uh, me. We're like what? We're like world superbike. You got the brat brat. Superbike. You really you're gonna crush her dream. I mean, come on. 
What? Hey, man, he won World Sur- bleh, World Superbike no. twice. I know. It's so what it's did, good. That's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to make it accurate. You know? Sid, what, what did you get, Sid? <laughs> I got the Honda RC51. Is this your up-the-butt bike? Oh, it's always been my up-the-butt bike. <laughs> this That's is a, the hump bike. bike. It is fucking fantastic, I just got to say. It's a great bike. I love that bike so much. Oh, and for $4,000, man, Ooh. that's a lot of that's, bike. You got a, I think you got a pretty decent deal. What year is it? A 2001. 2001. So the SP1. Nice. Yeah. down. It's a great bike. Um, uh, when did you get it? Officially a month ago, but I've only actually been riding it for like two weeks because it needed new chain, new sprockets, yeah. new um, tires. Tires, yeah. That's cool. That's a cool bike. Uh, it's so a like, very cool bike. It's it's a very well made Honda race bike, and it was ahead of its time by at least a decade. Uh, and now, I don't know about it, that. I, okay, fine. But I, I think it's okay. a beautiful bike. It, it was competing with the Ducatis at the time. So, Ducati okay, in, in World Superbike, there is a rule that said that you could have an 11,000cc uh, bike uh, as long as, uh, what was it? Oh, the, the, they changed as long as it's a V-twin. And so Ducati made their you know thousand cc bike and um there was kick, they were kicking everybody everyone's asses with it because a v-twin delivers power in a very kind of a unique certain kind of a way um eventually honda said fuck it we're gonna make our own v-twin and so they built the rc51 and uh colin edwards won twice uh in world superbike with that bike and um yeah, and after after the Honda won twice two years in a row, they like they changed the rules where like it's it's all just inline fours now. So hey, just, <clears throat> hey Sid, what's the fifty one stand for? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think fifty first iteration. I don't. Thank know. you, Sid. I know, right? Um, I actually don't know either. I know that the um forty nine I think was before it, right? Probably this. I don't know. I'm waiting for the RC fifty two. I think yeah. forty nine oh. is VFR actually. Oh yeah, RC forty nine. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But no, they have the um, RC two thirteen right now. Mm. The RC eight, that's a KTM. Yeah, yeah, KTM. Mm-hmm. That's KTM. So I'd like to know, since you've been riding it, when you're riding it and you close your eyes, describe how it feels. Magical. <laughs> Absolutely magical. Please what? don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh good. We're gonna be semi clean here, but the. The it's a surprisingly good um, turning bike um, at high speeds. Anyway, it yes. low speeds is garbage. It's the worst at turning. It has the turning radius of a like bus. a Harley at that speed. <laughs> so yeah. much fun. Right, yeah. Right, right. yeah, it doesn't. It does. It does not have a very wide steering. It does yeah. not do U turn. I'll say that. No. Yeah, but that's just because the bike itself does not have like the the handlebars or not the clip-ons whatever they literally don't move that much but if you're at high speeds when you use your body it's so well balanced that it you can weave through anything i will say yes right that thing is <laughs> that bike this is fucking ma- has spoken <laughs> yes that bike is fucking I'm, magic right there i'm glad you guys aren't riding it fast enough to where like the handling issues ain't a problem but like i'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying it Oh, no. <laughs> Look at you on your fucking cloud over there. I, I'm I, just uh, saying. Uh, Look, you're just saying, right? Uh, it's a dope bike. I've ridden one. I've ridden one fast. But um, 
it's it's there were issues with that bike mainly because of the weight but like it doesn't fucking matter it's a dope ass bike i mean it was a 2001 right and you're not fucking going to the races with them it's you have this amazing bike and it's right up to your ass what the fuck was it competing with a tl 1000 s right no they never that never made it to the they did two races ducati it was just ducati Mm. the tl did two races and then they were like nah fuck this (laughs) did it it do two races (laughs) yeah it actually did not i don't remember it might have been world Superbike, but they battle the twins i don't remember yeah i don't know but i remember it was like they literally only did it two actual races and then suzuki was like nah fuck this we don't know think of it this way this is the bike that Joey Dunlop won his final of man on yeah. mm-hmm. and this is the bike that Nikki Haley made his name on as well yep absolutely so would historic. you would you so guys fuck you knock take that would you guys okay. uh, say that cloud burst that's the, a, it's my uh, one of my up the butt bikes I wish I had one in the garage would you guys agree oh. that there are certain bikes that when they were made they were everything was right and that they're going to withstand time oh fuck yeah but there is maybe this is right. one of those bikes it's no no it is balance it's, it's a timeless bike I, I think the super duke 990 is like that it's oh, okay no <laughs> it's it's a 12 year old bike but it is still keeping up with everything out there i think there's certain bikes that everything was done right and it's it's sure. mm-hmm. it's gonna last for a long time well, so i mean the later model year of the bike it seems like just because technology gets better they become more relevant irrespective of how much time goes by i have a 998 superhawk and and by all standards right oh, yeah. now it's still it's kind of obsolete but if you could take uh, a bike made in 2001 2005 you could still rail the shit out of I it. Mean, it's still relevant. I mean, yeah, you know. I will say this: Sid's bike is fucking phenomenal. That's, yeah, it's a great bike. I love it. An RC fifty one truly lives up to the RC name. Like, you gotta ride yeah. one to know. Like, this is a special bike. You gotta fucking ride it. Yeah, also, I mean, here's here's the thing with with Honda. It's kind of fucked up at the same time. But like, if Honda wants to win races, they'll win races. Period. They'll dump tons of money into it and they'll do it. Yeah. I mean, it's like that in, in MotoGP, and it was like that in World Superbike at one point, but it's it's changed a little bit, but yeah. But the RC51 is definitely something special. Yeah. That is a bike that deserves every everything good said about it ever. That is... Yeah, no, it's a great bike. So Henry's bike. hard on is so big, the room <laughs> is getting crowded. <laughs> Well, so, um, Sid, well, watch out. I mean, I'm okay, but there's two fun facts about that bike. One, um, in America, the the whoever I don't remember his name or what even fucking state Colin it Edwards. was. No, 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 not. Uh, there was a guy who uh, has America's record for the fastest speeding ticket. And it was oh, yeah. 205, and it was on an RC51. And he's like, Wait, what? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I was just going, and it's like, I was just uh, keeping up with traffic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, yeah, 205. Uh, some dude in Mo- uh, Minnesota, I think, right? Something like that. Yeah. And he was like, It's a 55. It's no. <laughs> That's interesting. But I was just exactly. trying to move so fast that uh, traffic would stand still. That's <laughs> that, sound, that sounds like a tall tale to me. No, I mean, to, to, uh, no, it's uh, real. It's a real I thing. Look, I looked it up. it up. It is real. And it was an RC fifty one. It yes. was an RC five miles an hour. That's what everyone else said. They're like, that's not possible. And they're like, we had helicopters. No, oh, that sounds like a really bad experience. Uh, Independently verified mm, by five helicopters. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. I think it's a it's a bit of an interesting tall tale, but I mean, that's, just that's my opinion. That you can 
bringing up with the fake news. No, so. that it probably was. It's like, man, it's fake news. <laughs> anyway, I, I, that bike I is phenomenal. That I look, it's not. a phenomenal bike. It's an amazing bike, but 205 miles an hour. I mean, jeez. I was in third gear the whole time I was riding that bike. Like, and you didn't even have to be. But, I mean, but no. But what about that Pusa power, Doc? Oh, that um, Busa power. Come on. I love that. Idea. I've never ridden a Busa. If anybody has a Busa that uh, they got, you know, let me ride. Well, why Hi, a Busa, Busa, motherfucker? Why have Busa when you have RC power? Because the Busa is way faster. Because you want <laughs> less miles to the gallon. That's uh, why. <laughs> Look, uh, but yeah, I want more, more, uh, you know, more speed per rev, I guess. Because, you more know. More per rev. More, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we could also get the Rocket 3, but there's a limit to the world. We don't need 2,300 cc's. Well, like, we don't need... Yeah. You don't? I know, right? <laughs> we don't need 400 horsepower and 23 cc's. I, I, Look, I, my point is, I'm glad you got your dream bike. Uh, I, that's also a dream bike of mine, and I wish I had one. And because I have ridden one, and... In my knock. mind, I'm going like I'm going to jail if I have one of these. <laughs> it's, a nice, it's a nice modern classic. Yeah. Um, hey, Sid, are you starting a waiting list for when you sell it? Because knock will like be at the top of the list. No, that's me first. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I think you got it at a pretty decent price. I mean, it's a legendary bike. Um, timeless design, looks super cool. You know, it was so. Joey. It was Joey Dunlop's last bike on the Isle of Man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Joey Dunlop, dude. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you guys. Can we talk about another new bike? No. I was uh, thinking of somebody's new bike. Uh, yeah. Not uh, not one that anyone here owns, but a new bike that I think maybe we oh, all want to own. that new bike. It's just Honda Night. Fucking right. It is Honda Night. It's so time for Big Red. We've been talking about wanting the perfect kind of adventure dirt bike. And I've oh, been saying, yes. why do they all have to be 250s, 650s, or 1200s? <laughs> I want uh, like a 450. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Well, guess what? Honda answered. Did Honda answered. It? Someone was listening. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure everyone's talking about the, the new CRF 450. L. Yeah. Now, yeah. this is, Hello, this is, Mexico. When, this is everything that I was asking for. Does the L stand for legal? <laughs> like street legal? It is. <laughs> yeah. Sure, we'll go with that. Why not? All right. Um, now, I want to compare, though, because this is, I mean, this is, it falls right in the middle. I think it's a right size engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this bike is, it's a, a street legal bike. It's made to do rallies, uh, dirt, everything. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a, it's a beast the, of a bike, though. So I just wanted yeah, to, to remind you this. Some, some of the platform. other bikes in their current lineup. Mm-hmm. So you have the CRF 250. L, mm-hmm. which okay. looks like a rally bike, which is a really cool bike. They have um, the rally. And then they have the XR650 L, much like, you know, yeah. the, the unicorn of the show. Well, no, 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 no. Here's no. The, the 650 a, L is has basically been unchanged yes. since they came out. Yeah. I think so, we have a unicorn corral here, Liza. So, so of the 250 the L, the 450L, and the 650L. Mm-hmm. So here's the pricing, and this is the disparity here. The CRF 250L comes in at fifty four forty nine. Really, I didn't realize it was that cheap. Mm-hmm. Wait, well, was it? Was it, it really that, cheap that cheap either? Where'd you? Anyway, the, this is Honda prices on their website. Okay. Yeah. The XR 650L seventy three hundred, mm-hmm. and the CRF 450L 
11,690. Whoa, 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 wait. Hold on a second. That's I'm hearing anywhere from that price. That's the highest I've heard of it. From anywhere from that price to uh, 10,399. Yeah, I hear 10 grand, but that's still 10, 11 grand. Could have a. I mean, that's an MSRP. You, know you are right. I read, I, yeah, it was 10699 10699 It's 10399 plus $300. I mean, yeah. you know, they start adding stuff on. Sorry. That's, that's like <clears throat> MSRP Sorry. dealer. Yeah, I was yeah. rounding that up. Yeah. $10699 Still, I think that this is a great bike. I don't know how they justify the price. <clears throat> it's, a it's got a titanium fuel tank. Titanium? Yeah. But you know, no. does it really? Here's what, it is does. full of shit. Here's what I'll no, say. Last week, really? when, last week when the news came out and everybody's just started, started blowing up everywhere, yeah. I had like a couple of people at work come up, dude, did you hear them all? 450L. They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And a couple of people that I've talked to said, yeah, my buddy's already going out to buy one. Yeah. Well. So there's been a pent up demand for these things. Um, so, so midway dirt bikes that are street legal are in high demand for people who can design and produce them under 10 grand. Yeah, Please some do people, so. Yeah, I know. But you know, well, I, see, I see this bike being good for like, you hear if you're going to go down to Mexico. You Yamaha. Know? I do yeah. love Yamaha. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're going to go to Mexico for a couple of weeks and just bounce through the desert, do some roads, that kind of thing. Well, because it's that big beefy 450 that's you know made for Baja kind here's of shit. The, yeah. Here's the thing though. Like I was talking to uh, like a man with John Knowles, like friend of the podcast, like this weekend, and he was talking about the 450L, and he was like, "Yeah, this is a really great bike, but you know, you compare it to like a KTM 500, and you get like yeah. the WC, you, you get the uh, WP suspension for like a thousand dollars more, and it's basically the same goddamn bike. It uh, has the same no. service and." service intervals as well too so it's kind of like eh, it's still oranges yeah well uh, here's uh, yeah so here's what it says that you're KTMs getting. are reliable as fuck nowadays at least so it says you're getting the 449 cc unicam engine twin spar aluminum crf chassis six speed transmission that's good that's good that, that premium good. suspension electric start and all led lighting package so there's more than that too, though. There's a let me go ahead and and they're yeah. but they're saying that yeah. this is a bike. It's called Trail to Trail and then some, but um, yeah. So you you can explain that the cost of the XR650L is low because this bike has been in production a long time. So they've already made their production. And, cost, and it doesn't right? have to meet like Euro four standards and all right. modern standards. So. I right, mean, the, and the, and the 250L. When I every dealer I've talked to said that it's underpowered to stay away from it. Yeah. So um, it just run a 200. I just I'm I think that this is the right bike and the wrong price. I mean, if is this a rally ready bike, or well, you still so got to swap out? Stuff? Here's the thing about the price. My guess is like any company making a bike right now, a modern 450 fuel injected that meets. Uh, uh, emissions restrictions. You're probably looking at at least nine to ten grand here, here, minimum. No, not, the DRZ is coming in at six, whatever yeah, seven. Yeah, the DRZ is the exception. But they're it's the, those things have been grandfathered into old school like emission standards, and those things have remained unchanged from for however long. So you're that, not getting the modern technology that kind of uh, that that these new bikes have. Here's the thing, as a Honda fanboy. I will say the KTM is totally the bike you should spend the money on for 10 to 11 grand. Like sure. That's, that's the fucking bike. Like, the KTM is reliable. Like, as much as we should, as much as we should talk on, we should talk on them. They are good bikes. They Henry, are very no more tequila for you. So, <laughs> fuck you. 
<laughs> so uh, I mean, like, what's reliable? What does reliable mean, though? I mean, that's a Mechanical relative term. But I mean, right, well, but that's a relative term because, like, how much maintenance are you actually doing on a KTM 500 versus? You know, uh, what I, uh, whatever bike we're looking at here. You know, the difference might be is the KTM and the Husqvarna, the European bikes, are, are much more high performance. You know, that, that's what you see the hard well, enduro guys. But by the, by the token of being high performance, they're high maintenance, they're expensive sure. shit. Because we've all been, I've seen so many KTM shit the bed on rides we do for simple things. You never see Hondas. So right. maybe the trade off with the European bikes, you're, you're getting more high performance for peak performance. Right. Where the Honda, and if you like Hondas and you know they're reliable, and you have the money, you got no problem dropping eleven grand for this, you know, for this bike that you know is going to be reliable. I mean, like, so it's like as, as part of their marketing ploy is, is that this is comparable to those bikes that it has that kind of performance. I mean, this is based on a CRF 450X. I mean, that's not a fuck around kind of a bike. No, you know, it's, it's a, a lot of motorcycle. CRF 450, uh, you know, uh, 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 whoa, what's going on? CRF 450R. Man overboard. <laughs> CR450R, which is the motocross, you know, top-end fucking mm-hmm. fuck-off bike. We remember we were talking to Tony Guerra, right, when mm-hmm. he won the uh, Iron, the Baja Ironman, yeah. right? And he did that on a, on a Honda 450, and he tried the KTMs, and I can't remember what happened, but something went Fuel south. injectors melted. And after that, he's all, yeah, fuck KTM. Right. He goes, the only bike I'm going to ride in these things, and it's like, you know, the San Felipe 250, the Baja, yeah. is a 450 Honda. Yeah, time will tell, though. I mean, it's... I'm glad. You know what it is. I'm glad that there are more offerings in that class. This was one I'm. Well, you know what I'm thinking too. About. Even because I'm in the market for a trail bike, and for me, I'm like that's still too much trail bike. I'm not trail bike, but, much, but like dirt bike. Yeah. Like if I'm riding single track through the redwoods or yeah. up in Mendocino, yeah, that's yeah, still a lot of bike to wrestle around. <clears throat> yeah, you know. So I think it's still more. Know, what kind of ride you're going to do? Because it's it's not small and light, but it's got like I said, yeah. if you're going down to Mexico or out in the desert, I think that would just be bitching. Right? Yeah. I mean, the the, the thing that people are hammering and hawing about, aside from the prices, the maintenance interval. Somebody somebody would mention hmm. that you know you want to change your oil every 600 miles, which is like I okay, that's reasonable. I mean, if you use really good oil, eh, maybe you could extend yeah. it a little bit more. I don't know. What about as a supermoto? That's that's why I'm interested in it. Right. I, I'm looking at that thing, and the first thing I'm thinking is like mm, 17s on right. that thing. Uh, you know, two grand to the cost of 17 uh, inch wheels on that thing. But it'd like, be a fucking scalpel, man. Dude, I mean, it'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll see what people do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm just happy that Honda is because I imagine like this could this bike they could have priced this bike as a lost leader just to get people excited about buying honda off-road bikes and dual sports you know but like they decide all right fuck it well we're gonna charge 10 grand for and it and there's a shitload of, and yeah. a lot of excitement around here's it, the so. thing though they know they're, uh, they, yeah. um the drz 400 s is at 68.99 68 yeah and this yeah. is at yeah, brand new. 10 699 right we're talking i mean this yeah. is Right, but or I mean, the you're talking fuel half, injection versus not, the, right? The, the yeah. four grand, which you get is what fuel injection, uh, a cush drive on the rear, um, titanium fuel tank. It's super light. It's two hundred eighty nine wet. Titanium? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you weren't joking. Oh on. no, I'm not joking around. Go on. It's titanium. It's got a titanium fuel tank. <laughs> I said uh, verify. Uh, it's uh, meets emissions. I guess that really doesn't matter, but. Um, it's it's apparently it's uh, they're bitching bike prices you know it's i paid for a bitching bike i'm it's gonna be 10 grand at least 
I mean, that's how it kind of is these days. Well, the other thing, too, like, you know, I see, like, we see these young kids around here pulping trucks. We're like, how the fuck they afford that? Oh, 90 bucks a month? I can do that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Easy credit. Right. But I'm stoked, too. I'm glad Honda came out with it. Get in before the I'll be glad in 11 years when we can afford it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can't afford that shit. But that's the thing. As long as people keep buying them and then there's, like, parts on eBay for them uh, and there's a market for them, I could probably get a, you know... You can see this bike being around for um, Just, you know, weight. Uh, the DRZ is like 317 pounds. This is 289 pounds. Yeah. Wet. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty that's big. Curb right. weight. Curb weight. Curb weight, yeah. That's big. That's a big difference. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm, I'll be curious to see. The one thing I don't like, though, is just to see these jumps in prices of bikes at all. I mean, the yeah. fact that this is a, a dirt bike... Yeah, and we're not talking. Well, this isn't. This isn't dual I mean, sport. We're bike. getting into BMW round the world bike prices almost. Right, yeah. but I mean, it's like what's inherently amazing about BMWs that they justify the cost because because a Honda a Honda can do it too. You know, they're just are they selling well, they the bells, BMW they, name? BMW has bells and whistles. Sure, sure. Yeah, and but that's what we don't. know. I mean, is that not what it stands for? Bavarian mu- trouble BMW. What? Oh, I thought it said for be- bells and whistles. Bells- <laughs> bring more wallet. Bells and whistles. It says for bring more wallet. <laughs> oh, it's N. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah sorry. BMW. My bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see how it does. I, I guess that will be the right bike for me in eight years when I can afford one exactly. off of Craigslist. <laughs> well, that's about right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, is, you know. But, but you're getting a whole lot of bike, though. I mean, that's kind of. It's a lot of fucking motorcycles. I think in eight years, I'm going to be looking on Craigslist for mobility yeah. scooters. I mean, I guess uh, I don't, I'm not a marketing person, even though I do work at marketing. It's like if you have an inherently amazing, valuable item, wouldn't you price it as if it's it's a valuable thing, not like as a piece of shit, like seven thousand dollar bike? Well, you know? I mean, just as somebody who works at a dealership and what I've seen of Honda's um, the stats recently, they're mm-hmm their stock was going down basically yeah that's, that's yeah, yeah. And, and they didn't actually have as much money to throw at these new bikes and that fuck that the sense. rc213v is hundred eighty thousand dollars yeah that's a, that's yeah. a strange specialist bike though it's one of, it's like a collector's bike kind of but thing. they're making everything they're specialists now i mean mm. we have the fucking yeah. grom which is i mean it's not really a specialist but it's like it's very specific everything's right. very specific right. for honda now if you're gonna grom it you know what you're doing exactly right. or not i mean that's but like you don't walk into the showroom with no motorcycle experience and go yeah give me that one yeah. you know you know like you, you know can. what you know what you you're do. looking for yeah you're looking for something to do stupid wheelies and shit like you know I mean, what you're looking for or you know like i want something with stupid great gas mileage because i live in a city kind of thing right exactly well i mean i guess i guess when it comes to prices and and, and stuff like that pricing structure i guess it's it's a bigger discussion about what the economy and the world economy is and and, and you know uh stagnant wages and shit like that it, it turns into a giant ball of worm a ball of, <laughs> ah, ball of worms ball of worms <laughs> <laughs> you're oh you're opening up uh, opening up a okay. can of worms no more tequila during podcast i am not here, tequila i'm sober yeah That's zach's the got the downward glaze happening <laughs> All right, yeah. one more thing for Honda. I'm going to oh, give go them extra props for doing this and instead of doing what everyone else is doing right now, which yeah. is like, we're going to do the retro thing. I'm like, no shit. Yeah. Everyone's oh doing that. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Oh, yes. wait a minute. You're saying Honda isn't doing the retro thing? You mean like the monkey bike? 
Oh, oh wait a minute! Don't blaspheme the monkey bike, dude. They're I mean, coming back. That, that's I mean, gonna have ABS. That's what's fucking this, cool about this, it. This this is a right move shit. for the retro thing because they're. I mean, it's the the Honda uh, monkey bike has never gone away. It's always been in production somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and it started out like a 50 cc. It's gone up to 125 cc, and they're bringing it back here. Basically, I think due to the success of the Grom. Yes. But this will be a vintage looking Grom, right? Again, I already know two people. They're like, oh, as soon as it comes out, we're buying it. They have like campers and RVs and shit and travel yeah. around. And they're like, oh, I can't wait. And one of them's like, oh, we had one of these when I was a kid. And this guy's just a really big dude and he's stoked on it too. So I get that baby boomer money. It's a well, Grom for old old guys. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. Well, it's got the fold down handlebars and all that shit. So you can, you know, pack it into Does a suitcase really? if you want to. Yeah. That's awesome. But no, I'm with you, Sid. I. I, I feel torn that, you know, I said, hey, this is the bike I want them to make. They made it. And then, hey, Bex, can you not talk, please? Thank you. Um, <laughs> this is Shut what happens when up. there's too much tequila. Um, but, yeah, they made it. And I don't want to be the asshole complaining about, you yeah, but the price. But I wanted them to make something that competed with the DRZ 400 and that's they made something better than that. Yeah, that's what you're, let's look like your paper so, on a modern bike. I guess we'll still have to see, um, I mean, Hondas aren't really known for overpricing bikes, right? So I have well, to assume you're getting what you're paying for, right? Uh, they're consistently right. the most expensive of the big four bikes because they spend the yeah. money and time and, and, you, and, it, and you can see it in the in the showroom. And people pay right. for it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. One more, one more prop to Honda. I'm going to, uh, there's a lot of, I guess, I'm kind of giving shit to Cowie, but no offense, Cowie lovers. I, I just think your bikes are too good because you have so many damn safety features and everything. <laughs> Honda's like, yeah, you know what? I feel like people can actually handle this bike if I'm going to. I mean, they did that with the um, the new CBR 1000RR. They didn't actually put every single damn safety pe- feature like everyone else did. They put a, um, what was that thing? They did an engine, um, uh, engine braking which was super cool. They You can change your level engine of engine braking. braking yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got to experience uh, my first electric motorcycle with a pseudo engine braking technique. Regenerative it was, braking. It was yeah, pretty cool. Braking, yeah. yeah, it was helpful for me. It wasn't yeah. such a shock. Yeah, well, it's program- programmable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um... Uh, for our next topic, there's something that goes around. Um, you see these videos on YouTube do you, all the time. Do you, do you guys also watch these um, motorcycle road rage? Oh, yeah. Oh, right? Is this so infectious those. watching? Nine yes. out of ten times is the biker being a dickhead, but yeah. A yeah. lot of times Man, it I get are, bored. I'm but, just like, wow, stop. But some of them are like legit, like sure. ones where yeah. these guys in the cars are trying to be the vigilantes and stop this speeding biker and like cut them off and yeah, that's not I've cool, seen a man. bunch of these and it's like nope. what the hell is happening I, I don't give the credit to being that intelligent or like forward thinking to the CRV driver that I had my own bit of road rage with so, no. oh do uh, tell sh- no <laughs> How do you not, after being honked at, waved at, in front of your windshield, say, hey, hang up your phone, you know, the little hand sign? So, tell, what was hang the up? first altercation with this driver? Ah, she almost hit Henry. So, you and Henry are riding this car. We're doing, I don't know, probably 12 miles an hour, splitting lanes, super slow, just coming off the freeway, and she's 
kind of swerving maybe like maybe she's gonna merge into the right lane go slower but then she doesn't and then she's on her phone and she's just looks like a very confused person okay so she almost hits henry she's you notice she's on the phone so what do you do i said with my hands hang up your phone and how did she respond oh she was lovely very colorful shoved her phone into the front windshield and like shook it at me like (laughs) it was like really woman (laughs) what is your problem you just almost hit a motorcyclist you're in a car that's protected you almost just killed a human right there's a human right next to you how does that make saying hey you're driving a vehicle that's probably what three thousand four thousand pounds that can do real damage to a human hang up your phone so at this point you said whatever and you rode away right no wisely henry did that Uh, (laughs) i myself said one more time hey hang up your phone and she did the whole neener neener and was like fuck you with the middle i was like oh nah got off my bike and went to tell her without the hand signals with my voice this is important hang up your phone and drive at her window passenger or the driver's side wait this was at an intersection or at a stoplight or something you said yeah we were stopped at a stoplight there was a lot of traffic which is why we were splitting so you got off your bike and stood in front of her to have a reasonable conversation with her sure (laughs) and you know what the the police officer the one of five squad cars that (laughs) followed us into the police station down the street by the way um came up to me and was like yeah so what's going on i Hold said on. this and i said I you, called the but you skipped something i did you skipped something so you're having this reasonable conversation through the closed window there was none and then what did you of course do? not uh well, she locked her window and door of course so i was like well she you was know, immediately threatened yeah she, no she actually called the police stating that she was afraid that i was kidnapping her Okay, so, that's fine. So you tried to open up her car door wait, to continue the conversation. Wait, really? Yes. That's insane. That's not smart. That's not smart. Go on. It isn't smart. She Bex recognizes that this isn't smart. It isn't. But she I think she also felt that there this person was is in the a, wrong and needed she's to She's a weed delivery driver. So basically was going to be on the road often. So with motorcyclists and I wanted her to understand if she's not capable of driving a vehicle and being on her phone, first off, it's illegal. Second, just don't do it if you can't. So basically, Bex called the cops I did. on this woman, and the woman called the cops <laughs> on Bex. <laughs> For real. So a, a, a weed delivery woman in a car mm-hmm. and you a biker, mm-hmm. how did this fare? Who did they side with? Uh, when it came down to it, the police officer came up to me and said, you know, how are you doing? Okay, I guess. Uh, it's a little weird. We're here at the police station, but I'm really happy because you guys should probably talk to this woman I called about because she almost hit my writing partner. And he is like, yeah, there are a lot of idiot drivers out there. Yeah. Apparently he's a biker had another driver open up a door and say yeah i wanted nothing more but to take that person out and just give them a lecture 
right? But that's an emotional response. And I said, yeah, I think my response was emotional too, agreed with him. However, he said, I don't think we're dealing with somebody who really gets that. And that's unfortunate. And I think that's a big reality that us bikers, me, everyone has to realize that there are people out there that like the cop said right there's no no illegal event on either part happened i can only talk to her and yes keep her in my mind when i'm patrolling right however there are just idiot drivers they just don't give a shit they and they don't care they're not intelligent they are at least intelligent behind the wheel and that's a reality so bex you do recognize where maybe you cross the line right I try and balance on the line. And sometimes balancing, you know. What does but that you, mean you exactly? recognize when you cross the line, sure. which is when you get off of your bike and approach the car. Oh, I, yes. <clears throat> that said, I mean, this is a topic, though, that everyone's dealing with. And I, I, also, I also get too, it because when we were riding home ride. yesterday on Highway 1, I was leading the group of us four riders. And uh, this uh, guy in a black SUV bombed up the right side and then <clears throat> cut in right in front of me into traffic. Mm-hmm. And it, huge vehicle. And like Little they're all behind. Bike. Like Jim, you saw it coming, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Here, here's what we all saw it coming. So you mm-hmm. can't act surprised like he was going to do it. We, yeah. we saw him bombing up on the right, and you know, you're right enough, and you you do predictive behavior yeah. and shit. I, yeah. Everyone knew he was going to bomb up, bounce in front of him the left. It all sucked. Don't get me wrong, but I think we all saw it coming, and uh, yeah, and that's what he did. And there and was back and forth. We for were riding in formation and with the flow of traffic in the left lane so right. <clears throat> we're just as a unit as traffic. we right. stayed okay wait a minute wait a formation. minute were you guys holding up traffic on the left lane no oh no okay no, no we were, we no, were and traffic. i had a safe distance with the car in front of me so this guy mm-hmm. cuts in yeah. which gave me a really short distance yeah. and of my reaction was the same. Like, who is this asshole who thinks they're more important than everyone else? Right. And not just that, but and, they have so and he was on much the of a dangerous bumper thing. of the car in front of him. Uh-huh. So he started like braking. So we all had to. Kind okay, of, like, so break. wait a minute. You guys were on the leftmost lane, mm-hmm. and this guy was behind you the whole time. No, no, he, he came up the right side and cut in. He was behind, and then we saw him. Okay, shift wait, wait, wait. Hold right. on. He was behind you to the right, or behind you directly, and then he moved over to the right. So uh, check it out. Check correct. it out. You know, like when you're on 17 yeah. and everyone's in the left lane and the sure. right lane's open uh-huh. because there's going to pass. So everybody's more or less traveling at speed in the number one lane, the mm-hmm. left lane. Right. And this guy's that dick that's, oh, I'm just going to bomb up on the right because no one's in it and, and then, then jam in, in front oh, of everyone when I have okay. to. <laughs> so where he ran out of room just happened to be in front of Liza. So he jams in between and Liza you and wanted the to car go we were pacing. Right. Now, to go right. My, right. my urge was to, like, I'm going to show this guy because I'm on a bike that can outmaneuver his car. I wanted to break formation, ride up alongside him and give him the finger. Um, But she was lead. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I've got a group. I'm not going to do it. But I kind of get, I think drivers piss us off well didn't all you guys flip him off well yeah so then he <laughs> he, tried, he, he started gym. bombing he I got over into the right lane yeah. to to bomb up again but then he got stuck there and our whole left lane tightened up and one. everyone went yeah. past him yeah so we all got to flip him off as we one went past right, well, you shouldn't be traveling on the left lane the left lane is the passing lane no it was all Everybody. where we were traveling was okay because we were in the flow we of were traffic. in the flow of traffic but here's what i'll say i didn't fl- I, I didn't flip him off and because you're always on the losing end of that situation. Of it's like anytime right, I've done that. Because they have 
beast of a vehicle. Well, even compared. even still, like I've never felt better after I flipped someone off. It's like you flip yeah. them off, you and then and I feels good. I understand, dude. I've I've seen enough and been around enough road rage road rage incidents where it's real and yeah. people will do yeah. irrational things. So I think the best thing when that happens is you've already you know you've already mapped out your safe places. You know, go to your safe place, right? Sounds yeah. kind of weird, yeah. but um, yeah. But and and put put them in your rearview mirror. Don't even look. Just go buy them and move on. Yeah, I, so go on with your shit. It's hard to do sometimes, and there have been like the last time I did actually yell at someone, they were going back and forth on 17 without using a turn signal. Yeah. Embrace the suck. So I finally got up and I'll do at least just, <laughs> you know, like, just use a turn signal. You know, is what I. But other than that, I think you're best just Wait, not engaging. You were saying something, Sid? What? Oh yeah, there, there's actually one way I deal with this specifically, and it's gonna sound really gross, but it's hilarious to me. I will get in front of the person eventually, and I'll just fart just purposely because i know even if they don't smell it it's like okay controlled farting is her forte i guess it is not easy you practice sin is a practice i appreciate that i did not see that coming i love this so what i was gonna say do you guys remember last year there was that big um that video going around uh oh the motorcyclist kicking the car yeah the harley guy which one which one hold on yeah which one no that was real so apparently this car had cut off the guy on the harley so he sped up the left side and yeah. kicked the driver's door as he went by and the car reacted by turning sharply and hitting him yep and pushed him into the median yeah but then the car lost control hit the median sw- bounced across hit an suv flipped the Did suv flip. and it was, it, was a, it was a bad thing well everybody it took him eight months but they found that biker and he was arrested yeah really he was mm-hmm. he left That's the scene good of to know. he made contact with the car I'm yes. saying that, and so yeah, you have to you have to sometimes, hold back. So, yeah, uh, so hold on a second. So, Mary, uh, as a person who's wanting to get in a motorcycle, how is this? How do you how do you feel about this? She, she has no mic. Well, here. Oh, jeez. I mean, do you want to? You don't. You don't have to if you don't want to. I'm just. Well. Okay. Mary has had her first day at the garage. Her very first. And she is all about the mechanics as well as, uh, I guess, now after riding a sidecar, too. Ooh, I got Fucking to ride a ride. It was, it was a good like, day. It was a really good day. You yeah. definitely drank the Kool-Aid today. <laughs> How's the Kool-Aid feel? Oh, it feels all tingly all over my body. Oh, we like yeah. it. <laughs> One of us. Um, but I guess uh, as someone who is literally just about to take like my motorcycle class and um i have not had an experience of being on a motorcycle on the road the only thing i can think of is bicycling which um oh yeah uh it's so dangerous too also something where yeah just like the cars on the road are just like little not little like huge bullets missiles Or, so, no, so, that's actually a huge thing. I, yeah. I mean, that's how Nikki Hayden died was bicycling. So yeah, yep. So um, I wanted to share. I forgot to tell you guys last week. I experienced a little bit of road rage. Yeah, <clears throat> it was misplaced. However, uh, we were riding home from uh, Laguna Seca last week, and I was riding alongside my friend Dustin, who was on his retired police uh, bike. Right. And my um, KTM is white and black, also. Yeah. And you remember With that I'm, I'm, I'm very much into visibility, so I have the the the, the flashing headlight. So we're just bopping up um, 
<laughs> actually same freeway um but we were it's like a three lane and we were in the second lane okay and center lane <clears throat> center lane okay. and we came up upon a car who as we uh came up onto it he started uh brake checking oh, and like and kind of swerving shit. in the lane a bit i'm like what the fuck that's weird. is this guy doing then crazy. he suddenly got over into the right lane mm-hmm. and i'm like okay he's gone and we just kind of kept going well, as we go by he's screaming and flipping us off from his window well you get that a lot though <laughs> and i i'm like what the hell we didn't do it. oh wait a minute he thought he was being pulled over. <laughs> he got pissed off because he thought he was being oh, pulled over and then realized we weren't cops and was so just like, like you fuck fuckers. You. <laughs> <laughs> because of your, of your headlight modulator. I had the flashing light. Two, because two of the two flashing wow. light. And, and you know cop. that our, wow. our silhouettes look like police. Yeah. You know what you do? You yeah. wear a white helmet. Yeah, wear a white fucking helmet. When I ride Bella, when she in white helmet, white jacket, white uh, bike, I get people moving over. It happens. Yeah, yeah. At least they don't give me the finger and <laughs> go yeah, crazy yeah. on me this like that. This is really funny because I, I, yeah, I've been running for about oh. like more than ten years Bosley. now, and and like. Bosley. The only real incident I've ever encountered, as far as road rage, is some kind of somebody called me like a stupid faggot or something um, because I kind of cut them off. Oh, that but was like, me. I, I, I was saying well, hi. Well, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, had, I had someone get out of their truck. Did I you was, really? Yeah, I was riding on Westcliff. It was probably about a year ago. I was riding. That's at, interesting. We did a Westie ride, and there was like twenty bikes, and we're just we hit that rotary. Yeah. Down, coming down uh, at the the like, roundabout. Well, when you when you come down Westcliff and then come back, and then uh-huh. you take the rotary down to the boardwalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the wharf. So we just basically mm-hmm. fucking took that rotary over. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. bikes everywhere. People... Stop all traffic. Yeah. On the yeah. sidewalk. Did you go sidewalk style too? Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There was people yeah. like on on the on the side. Okay. It was all lost boys. Oh, shit. but there was like twenty bikes hooning. There was yeah, yeah. like <laughs> Kiefer Sullivan, Sol- right? And so, there. and so I have, I have actually, I have Cat in the back because she was supposed to be doing video for oh, that Westcliff ride. So oh, she the has the ultimate story and of I'm, road rage. And I'm cruising, and then we start coming up, and there's a white pickup truck in front of me, and I start like pulling over because he looks like he's trying to just go. So I yeah. just like fuck it, I'll pull over, you go. And then he starts pulling over into the lot that I'm trying to turn into, <laughs> yeah, trying to block me. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing? Uh, so yeah. I come up and I park next to him and I see his driver's side door open. And as soon as I see his driver's side door open, wait for it to close. <clears throat> and then I just pop the sidewalk to the crosswalk and just go. Yeah. Just like out of there. I was like, I don't need to know what this guy's got to say. I don't care. I'm going to get the fuck out because I don't want to know. Psycho. Yeah. It's, and I yeah. out of there. I'll say this. It never goes well. It no. never goes well. And just I, I just want to remind people as as much as it's infuriating and you want to tell people like pay pay attention because we have it happening so yeah, much. You're not yeah, a cop. Yeah. You're not going to win. Yeah. You're not a cop. One, yeah. two. It's it's like uh, there, you could either be right or you could be dead right. Right. Well, you know, I, I had a lady try to hit me with her car, and I was long story short, but we we're pulling up to the light, and I was filtering up, and I was going, was going past her, and she lurched, you know, left into <clears> where I was lane splitting, and I had to move and stop and everything. And regardless of what the circumstance were, in road rage, people lose rationality. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They just they just lose. 
whatever reason, they get so worked up. So right. it has nothing to do with the incident. It, it's there's this trigger that triggers people in road rage. Yeah, that you, you can't think rationally because no, people don't act rationally. That's why I'm always like, well, I'm just going to bounce out. Part of, of it too, I think, I think is they think they're justified in their actions because they think what you're doing is cheating. Well, right. I, I asked her. I said, she goes, "You cut me off," and I said, "Well, I didn't." But but even if I did, do you think that makes it okay for you to hit me with your car? Right. And yeah. she looked at me. She looked at me and she goes, "Yes." That's how wow. fired up she was, right? And that's when you realize people You're just like, don't oh, okay. okay, so rage is that word. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, one of the things Liza was asking me, did you recognize what was going on? And I did. Like, I didn't pound on her door or her window or anything like that. But I was enraged, but I recognized it. And so I think that's something that, you know... <laughs> You could recognize exists, but don't let it control you. Don't let it put you into a circumstance that's going to make your life at risk. Yeah. Like, uh, eat soybeans, get some soy. Yeah. Get some soy. <laughs> Drop uh, that testosterone level a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I don't know. So, whatever. Yeah. What, whatever. The, whatever the will look. Yeah, exactly. That, that a only, lot. Uh, Good morning that's, masturbation. Yeah. That's, that study only applies to uh, sheep that have multiple um, stomachs in a different way to just have oh, okay. soy. Sid, okay. Carry Sid, on. Carry okay. on. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. That's good info. Sid, what food do you eat to load those farts up? I actually don't. It's something that I was a taught thing from my ex. I okay, you can just okay, stop, stop there. there. That's, oh just stop boy, there. We're some really okay, that's weird a Dutch oh, oven closeness. I don't want to know any more about. <laughs> I I wish I didn't either. Hey Jim. Yeah, please. Yes. Did you get some new toys in the mail? Oh shit, that was a surprise. Yeah, I did. It was like Christmas at the house. Was it? it was. was it? Was it me? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was. It, that was the best Christmas. You see him light up and like. I did. Bounce. I know. To Zach. <laughs> I, know. I was like running through a meadow of flowers to embrace. Witness me! To embrace Zach. So, you know, I did want to say, though, I thought it was funny that I wanted to make sure people knew that Zach was here today because it was a surprise and Knock hadn't shown up. So I took a picture of Zach's crotch and sent it to <laughs> Knock, who responded, Zach! <laughs> people know my crotch. I don't know what it is. It's not the distinctive belt buckle. It was hey, actual oh, nether that's what it groin is. regions. Like, oh, yeah, that's so, Zach. That's so, right. right. You, you know, your news made me look at his crotch. Hey, I, I knew a guy in high school. His name was Captain Hook. And it was he, the people knew his crotch for a very different <laughs> reason. So. <laughs> To the Captain left, to the left. Hook. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's this cool. I terrible. wish I was called Captain Hook. That's pretty cool. No more. Was it like a pig's oh, where it's like spiral and shit? Okay, like, we're yeah. We are going All right, off the rails. Right. Captain Poor. Inchworm. All right, carry on. Go carry ahead, Jim. What on. what new toys did you get? Knox angry itch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was rad. So I've been I've been fighting the urge for a long time, and I compared it to heated grips, but I broke down and got a Bluetooth headset. <laughs> what? Right, yeah. I know. Yeah, like I said, it, I wasn't in a rush to get them because it, it's such a slippery slope with accessories and things like that. And one of the yeah. beauties of motorcycles is you don't have any of that shit, right? <laughs> Talk and, to my um, friends. Talk yeah, to my friends but, when I'm on my ride. Well, what, what, what model did you get? Uh, the Cinna 10S. Yes. I think yeah, the Cine which 10S. is up to four riders. It can connect to, but it four has all riders. the other bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah actually, you know, it's a BMW. 
<laughs> I didn't right? research it that much. I did the down and He's dirty. He's like, the Senna GS. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just did the down and dirty research and saw it was in my price range and read some reviews. I'm like, okay, this this will work. But um, the main motivation was just listening to music. And because uh, we did that right out to Sacramento Mile last weekend and yeah. I shoved an earbud in there that was rad. Nice. But then after like 20 minutes, it was just basically wind and white noise after that because of just mm. the quality, right? Right, right. But it was pretty nice to have. And um, so I'm like, fuck, and Liza's been hounding me forever ever to be like when are you going to get this and when are you going to get a holder and a charger and all this kind of stuff right <laughs> and that's the slippery slope but i do got to say the other thing when we were in sacramento is the directions when you're somewhere like trying yeah. to go through a new city yeah from place to faith a place to that's or really trying helpful. to find a specific yeah. thing yeah so that was i mean so between the directional finding and just the music and i was always worried, worried the music honestly i was going to ride too fast yeah like i'd throw some ministry in or motorhead or something right. and just rip right some bad brains right. and you're like okay. i, I I am the ace of spades. I will do I know. this. Well, I haven't done that yet, and I think that's why. So I haven't played like you know fucking white zombie yet. But. So, but how was it? You went for your ride today. How it did was, it sound? It was great. So, so me and Sago are just going to take this Aww. chill ride through the redwoods. So I threw in some Grateful Dead, yeah. and so I had is to, it stereo. Oh, it sounds great. Oh, my God, isn't it? It sounds really good. So uh, has, one of the first things he puts his helmet on, and he's like, "Oh, this sounds good." Oh, yeah. Oh, so yes, yeah. So it's one of those things I got to nerd out for a while. Just to, it has so many features that I actually want to use. Not like my cell phone. Like I don't give a shit about all that stuff. But really cool features like voice activated commands and things like that. So I do want to kind of nerd out and really learn how how to use it because basically it's all on this little like knob and buttons and shit. Right. We can't, we it were trying. Like half, we're such old people. <laughs> we were trying to figure out how to connect our 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 helmets so we can talk to each other. We still have not figured out what what buttons we were hitting to connect the and to disconnect. It was completely random each time. We just go, hello, hello. Oh, wait, you're there. What's you because do? I don't neither know. of them are patient oh enough to like do a restart. That's what you guys were doing this morning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was, They're like, oh, yeah, that's was like, I'm not connected. I was like, connected, so I was like what the fuck are they buttons. doing this morning? Well, it's funny. You know you're in a motorcycle <laughs> house. This morning before breakfast, we're sitting around having coffee with Sago and Bex, and I've got my helmet on, and I'm all kind of fucking with it and stuff. Like, <laughs> it was great. But anyway, I'm, you know, I'm kind of stoked okay. on it. We'll see about the conversation part but um like i said i think for music and direction and it's kind of like heated grips i resisted it for a while and then you get it and you're like fuck i should have done this a couple of years ago totally um so we'll see so it'll you know we're going to take this trip to la so i think you know it's useful shit like like when bex's lever fell off it'd be good to be able to say hey my you know this happened or that happened on route back from sacramento yeah and it would have been nice being like hey this is what's going on i'm here instead we had to do other things so so yeah so i'm still fighting the slippery slope of you know now you need the phone holder and then you need the accessory plug but um (laughs) but i am stoked i got it airhawk seat well just the bluetooth like just when you throw an earbud in it's simple and it works but just the the wire can be a little cumbersome and you know i ride every day and i take my shit on and off so often yeah it doesn't seem like much but an earbud with a wire is actually a lot it's it's enough to not do it you know yeah right so the bluetooth feature is cool and you know you know fuck the amount of money we spend on other things a little bit Mm -hmm. of dough on a bluetooth thing how much was your uh tennis i want to say it was like 170 Cool. 179, I think it was. <laughs> it's not so bad. No, well, it's, like, it's the new generation. You know, and the next step up's like 280. That's right. four sets of brake pads for my XR for me. And well, I got the 10C <laughs> with video. It's the same thing, but with video. The video. Yeah. And I think it was only like 230. I Did it say. have the GPS thing on there too? What do you, you mean? Know? I don't. Don't they have ones with a GPS unit on there that tells you where you're going? 
No, our phone does that. Okay. You know what I'm stoked about is I can listen to podcasts now, I think. You know, because I, I never yeah. listen to podcasts because I'm always on the bike. Right. And um, right. I don't drive a car. So, well, congratulations, cool. Jim. I know. I'm coming into the, the modern era, kicking, <laughs> and stream, kicking and screaming. But Give me a couple years. I'll be there, too. Yeah. Well, and as you said, this is in preparation of our upcoming Aww. trip down to L.A. Hollywood. <laughs> what? So, yeah, going to party with Snoop Dogg Holmes. <laughs> no, we're not. But So yeah. uh, Jim, Mike, and I are going down to L.A. to go. Well, we're doing a lot of things. One of the first things I want to do is go to the Peterson Museum to see the uh, bike exif- exhibit there. Wait so a minute, Bike Peter- Exhibit's got a museum? Then he, uh, an what? exhibit at, at the, the Peterson. Peterson Museum, which oh, it's is bitchin', one dude. of the world's greatest auto Is it actual museum. bikes or just photos no, of the bikes? bikes? No, it's legit oh. shit. Nice. Yeah, no, it's put on by some cool people. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, another thing, I'm trying to coordinate this, but uh, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Forever? No, the... Hollywood Electrics. N- no. Well, we're going to Hollywood Electrics, but also I found out that while we're there, the the... Harley Fat Boy from Terminator 2 is oh, being auctioned yeah. off. Nice. Yeah, I want to check that it's, out. It's actually like a Vespa scooter. With no, Harley it's an parts. actual. It has like 332 <laughs> miles on it. Does it really? Yeah. Does it wow. have the rigging on it and shit on, or was it like? Because there was I'm a scene sure. where he jumped that bike. I know. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a bitch. Um. So, uh, but we're gonna go down and uh, visit a lot of places. And uh, but one of the things we're doing is we're gonna go down to Lucky Wheels Garage. Yeah, shout it's out to Lucky uh, Wheels. It's a co-op garage space, mm-hmm. but they also host events and stuff there, bike shows, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we're doing an open house, a chilling and grilling, and it's gonna be Saturday, uh, June 9th Listen, at, look at five p.m. Come on down and Listen, check us and, out, um, man. Uh, the guys from Creative Writing are co-hosting with Listen us. Listen to you, man. NorCal gonna yeah, represent. Like, son. Is Wiggins going to be there? You're going to get all Maybe. Hollywood on me, man? Oh, shit. Is that what's going to happen? You're going to get an agent next and like you're going to be doing, you know, book signing and touring appearances? What's going on We already on over had here? book signing over here. I can't tell if he's jealous or in love with me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun, though. So any, any Southern Cal people, come check it out, man. So, yeah, come on out. Um, I put uh, on our facebook page recycle santa cruz i put a <clears throat> event there so you can uh and we're going to be doing uh, chilling and grilling we're going to be just cooking some hot dogs sold gonna, out man oh, we're going to be doing some this guy sold out man are we going to do some podcasting <laughs> um maybe I, play maybe, it by ear maybe well actually that, that brings up the next thing i wanted to say um <clears throat> thank you to our patreon subscribers i mm-hmm. dipped into the patreon funds and i've bought some new equipment i bought a whole bunch of wireless mics so that when we're going to do things like when we go to the um, peterson museum we can do uh walking and talking um but also when we go up to like uh, Portland and One Moto. When you go any of these right? events, we're gonna have wireless have mics cool. that are a lot better quality than what we're currently using. So Ooh. I'm using some I'm of that money that. to improve our um, audio Knock and to be able to do more. It's like spy shit. So we were playing with it earlier, and you hook it on yeah, your belt like a, like a geek it. and all that. And then all of a sudden, Liza's is like, ask someone a question about their racing career or yeah, something. Yeah, I can talk to him in his ear. So, well, hey, Zach, tell me about your racing career. It's like, oh, my God. It's pretty <laughs> funny. funny. So, yeah. So, thank you, Patreon. Tango, yeah, thank Bravo, you, Utah. We are using it to make improvements. I do have to say that. Is Liza Henry did... throwing up out there? I have to say that you were very wise in your purchase. 
Oh, and I, I appreciate that, and I look forward to having the ease of the microphone. Well, the, you know, at the One Moto, it was like talk to somebody, see if they're interested, and then you have to go get the gear. Yeah. Instead, it looks and like on it's this travelable. One, so and on this one, we get code names because y'all uh, whiskey Bravo. Uh, you need to ask. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. The eagle so, like, has landed. We're just awesome. Is this mid Ohio gear? Sparkle Is it waterproof? No, it's just um, we want to continue um, being able to do more content, better content, right. go yeah. more places, do more things. So, and this is going to allow us to do that. Yeah. So, like for all you Patreon uh, donators, it's not all going for hookers and blow. There's actual audio equipment. <laughs> Just kidding, it's mostly tools and the audio equipment. You're wel- you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we have time. We've got some good emails, but there's one specifically, Knock, I wanted you to read. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look at this. One. This was an uh, update from our guest two oh, weeks it's, ago. It's, I think uh one of those emails is it. Uh, which, which which one? The vintage days or the other it's one? From a fellow nam- named M A. Uh, uh, oh, oh yeah. You read it. So what do you ding dong? Go ahead, go ahead and read it. Yeah, I already briefed so myself. So for those who remember, um, Ma was what uh, was it? He's a chill dude. Yeah, oh, he's, he's oh, it was last week. It was just last week. week. It was after yeah. Sacramento. Last weekend, he was here hanging out with us. Really cool. And he was on this. Harley. Well, he he told us that this was part of his bucket list to go do this ride down one and and come hang out with us. How did we become a bucket list? That's and fucked up, I man. think I, I awesome. aim, aim uh, higher, aim higher. I think no, I explained no. that part of the reason that yeah. he did this ride is because he found out that he has a degenerative uh, disease and he's going to be his losing his eyesight. Nerve. What? Yes. Yeah. I did not know that. See, okay, then that changes the game, son. So his grandmother had it. She was blind, and he was very close to his grandma. And now he's been diagnosed with the same thing. And he's going to be losing his sight. So he decided now's the time to do do all these things. And he'd had this amazing time doing riding one and hanging out with us. So he uh, sent us an email. Do you want us to tell people that? Is that a private thing? No, no, no. It's it's, it's alluded to in the email. Okay, okay. So uh, Mr. M.A. Hunt. Says, hey, Misfits, he had a great time uh, with us all during his trip down the 101 oh, to the 1, go. to Corbin, Big Sur, and to the Recycle Garage, and to back home to Portland. Well, not quite back home. Says, he mentioned to a few of you that a big reason behind his amazing trip is that he started down a slippery genetic slope that could mean that he could lose his eyesight. Damn. So yeah. he figured, fuck it. Let's see some cool shit while he can. Really cool shit, too. Well, now he's at the tail end of his trip. He had a bit of an issue that stopped him. He sa- he said that he had something in his uh, in his eye, and it was different. It was something different, and that he lost a lot of sight in his left eye and couldn't continue. As much of a bummer as it is, he says it's hard to feel down after such an incredible trip. And the magic of motorcycles. Yeah. He says as he's typing this email with one great eye, one blurry eye, and a full heart. He says thank you for being so welcoming. All of you are even more fun than he could have imagined, <laughs> and that the good news is that the meds continue to help, and if not, he's got a beautiful babe in Portland who's ready to bring my truck down and get me if things aren't better tomorrow. Anyway, much love and many thanks. M.A. from Portland. Yeah. He was such hey. a nice dude. Yeah, we hey. had a good time hey. hanging out. So, And I have an update with that about that, because I asked him, like, dude, did you make it home? What yeah. happened? What's up? So he said um, he had to go uh, to an emergency optometrist, and he, they gave him a bunch of eye drops. 
Um, it makes his vision cloudy, but it's improving, and he was able to ride home slowly. It took twice as long yeah. to get home. So good. Uh, he fucking did he says, it. Fingers, right fingers crossed there's a chance he'll get 100% of his vision back this time. Oh, shit. Nice, good. dude. He Fuck, says, at least yeah. my eye isn't hurting like a some bitch right now. <laughs> yeah, so he said that he thought maybe gasoline had gotten to his eye Ooh. because he had gotten gasoline on um, his tank and then his jacket. He went to wash it. Possibly. So that's really scary to have that yeah, happen. But geez. he was able to finish the ride. Motorcycle so hard. Thank, yeah, dude. Keep riding, man. Awesome, Keep dude. riding. Awesome. Thanks, M.A. Thanks, dude. Uh, Jim, it. you got one there. Yeah. Thanks, for the email. Thanks for sharing that with us. This is a good one. Learning the hard way. Oh. Yeah, from Drew Singh. Hi, Misfits. So last episode, you guys talked about not cleaning your chain while the bike's running. Yes. And guess mm-hmm. what? <clears throat> I did it. <laughs> uh, anyways, I expect harsh criticism from Knock. Works a couple times. You, you, criticism, criticism. You're getting criticized right now. Criticism. Harsh, ah, harsh, harsh. Very hard. If you do it wrong once, you know what you did. And you're probably yeah. hurt now. There is so. somebody famous at my shop who lost all of his fingers doing that. Yeah. Oh, well, fortunately. Um, oh, shit. So, anyway, uh, this happened like three months ago. The rag I was using got caught in the sprocket and yeah. sucked my hand in. Surprisingly, rubber gloves don't provide much protection, so the tips of his ring finger and middle finger were ripped off. Uh. That's what happens with chains and sprockets. Um, It was a really stupid mistake uh, and not worth it to be lazy. I usually like tinkering with stuff, and now that my hands are back up to like 85% functionality, I'm itching to build something. So my question is, what would be a good base? I love how he transitions from his fingers <laughs> fucking ripped off by a sprocket I broke my fingers off, chain. but I want to build What's something. What should project? we do? We're talking like dangling and shit. And, um, and he's like, but yeah, whatever. Uh, let's talk about motorcycles. So I think, I think that's pretty boss, dude. Yeah. Uh, so he wants to build something. So my question is, what would be a good base to create a cheapish bobber and maybe some tips I can use during the build process? I've been looking at Vulcan 800, Suzuki Intruder, so on. Some insight would be nice. Uh, yeah. Thank you for everything you guys do to help the community. P.S. Uh, the thing that sucks most about not having the tips of my fingers is whenever I flip someone off, they look really confused. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe get a bike with the uh, with a shaft drive. And here's a great thing too. Yeah. He, yeah. How about some gloves with shaft extensions? Drive. So he even said an add-on to it and is add-on to the bobber question: um, a bike where he could preserve the bike without chopping it up. Yeah. So well, both on shit. Uh, okay, a couple yeah. of things. I mean, concourse. Uh, no, <laughs> no. If you could see what Mike's uh, done with his wife Mary's bike, the yeah, the Boulevard, Boulevard, yeah. or the Suzuki Savage, the, Savage. So the S40 yeah. or the Savage, right? That is a great donor bike, and it's a big 650 single thumper, um, but it's got a minimalist kind of frame, and it. Without doing too much work, though, Mike does very good work. Yeah, but the whole um, back end just unbolted, right? Right. Yeah, the fender unbolted. You're able to make a pretty cool bobber. I go, if you want really cheap, I mean, I've done it with um, Shadow 500s and uh, LTD 440s. You're going really old on those. Mm. Those are a little bit smaller. Yeah, Shadow 5s, you can still get parts easy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, and of course the XS650 is still one of the most common. Uh, you can get a rigid uh, swing arm or not a, a rigid rear kit for it. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Don't make anything rigid is my best advice. Yeah, yeah. It's but um, it's fun for to. probably ten minutes. Yeah, look at the <laughs> Japanese stuff. I mean, there, no, this is something I love. One of the challenges no, is yummy. to nope. take a bike. 
and to modify it without making it worth less. Yeah. <laughs> and if you start with the bottom of the barrel, which to me is the 90s cruisers. Yeah. 90s yeah. Japanese cruisers. Yeah. You're only going up from there, but the engines are solid. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're me. If you're on Instagram, check out, was it Lane Split Boulevard? Yeah. Those yeah. guys do yeah. wicked stuff with the Honda Honda it's choppers uh, and bobbers and shit. Chopping a bike and selling it for more than what you got is a narrow and precarious route, but you can to- it's totally doable, I'm just saying. But, but if you got the right head on your shoulders, that's but right. you, it's you a fun the, time. But you're only into that's one right. of those bikes for what, like two grand, 2,500 bucks? Oh, a lot less than less that. Less than that. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, what do you got to lose, really? Exactly. Yeah, you know, you're talking like thousand fifty. I mean, yeah. you got to really throw in some fucking marketing wank in there. You're like, ah, oh, man, you get it needs nothing, man. Yeah, that, it needs that, nothing. It's a head turner. Uh, just build it for yourself. One, but one of a kind, exactly. You know? So you can like, build it for yourself and look at it as what do you pay yourself, say, minimum wage to explore this project? Oh. Like you, you know, pottery, whatever places they charge you to make your own fucking coffee right. cup. Well, it's like community like college. You're, you're like paying for class. <laughs> Wait, I've lost my own. <laughs> but anyway. Like I've the, lost my own on my bikes if that's the case. <laughs> well, look, just, just know that just have to me, the it. bike that I think is not on many people's radar is the the Savage or the S40. Yeah, I yeah. think that that is a great dome right. bike. And right. he just took the rear fender off, like unbolted the rear end of it, and it looked a hundred times better immediately. Just yeah, doing right, that. Right, I mean, yeah. And there's shit, like Mike said, there's shitloads of parts for it. Knock, mm-hmm. what do you got there? I've got an email called Stop Bashing the Two-Stroke. Okay. Don't bash the Two-Stroke. <laughs> Who bashed the Two-Stroke? Nobody bashed the Definitely not Charlie. I was just expounding on... It was me. But I was expounding on the uh, difficulties that may you know occur when you fuck with Two-Strokes. Hi, Misfits. It's Andrew from Australia. I've been loving your show. Great guest, Elspeth Good day, Beard. mate. Hey, hey, Andrew. Elspeth Beard and Wayne Rainey standouts. But stop bashing on Two-Stroke dirt bikes. I love them. Was that you, Knock? Did you bash? I was. I no, was. Ex- I no, was not bashing. I don't think so. I was explaining that whatever. There's <laughs> a difference between bashing and advising. Yeah. And we will continue to advise people who are not mechanically inclined to buy yes. a four-stroke dirt bike that you can just put away yes. wet and muddy and pull it out the next time it, and it'll go and you don't have to worry. You have to it, see the context of the yeah. conversation. Yes. I I love them, and even if you have to drop. And even if you have to do the top and it takes about one hour, no valves, no clearances. Uh, hi to all of you and my friend Mike Setter, S E D A R, who brought me to Santa Cruz, love bikes, and listens to your show. Full disclosure, just bought a DRZ 400 and we'll keep the two spookers as well, though. There you go. That's good. No, I mean, come See on. See next are, time when we get to the U.S., Andrew. We, we know there are Andrew. people who won't even change your chain and sprockets until it's way too late. You're not going to expect these people are going to do yeah. a valve job <laughs> when they need to. Right. They're not as mechanically diligent, and those are the people we don't recommend because it is a performance vehicle. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of slated towards performance vehicles now because of emissions and stuff. And yeah. But right. it, it got me thinking, like, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to say, Anyone who has any problem with us bashing anyone, screw off. Because we don't bash anyone. We <laughs> joke. We advise. We're we're meaningful with it. But we have mad respect for all vehicles. Actually, that's I we think bash what people, not a myth is. <laughs> people get their feelings hurt. Well, you know what? Here's the thing with people in two strokes. It's like a fucking cult. 
Like, you can't talk bad about two strokes. Those things have horrible volumetric efficiency. Well, <laughs> you're burning oil. Yeah. Okay, we're going to stop. Put a fucking knock. kickstand you're, you're on the thing. You're lubricating the bearings with gasoline and oil. giving advice. You know, I'm he's just not saying. bashing. That's, this that's is a, advice. These are just realities, you advice. know. Advice. You know, I, yeah. But two strokes are bitching. They are pretty bitching. I mean, it's like I my. I do enjoy v- them. They are bitching. It's like my thousand cc V twin. It's not like people make those anymore for any. They're, they're, I mean, there's a good reason why it's not made anymore. Right. Right. Hey guys, I got one last email here. This is from Chance. And he says, hey, misfits, love the podcast. Listening to the wrenching report from sunny Santa Cruz kept me going through the grueling winter here in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Going on my third season of riding on my 06 Suzuki Boulevard S50. Yeah. And I'm officially addicted. I've almost doubled the original 17,500 miles on the bike. And I'm well on my way to packing the miles on this season. Nice. For the past year or two, I've listened to you guys and the guys over at Cleveland Moto talk about how awesome vintage days are down in Ohio. Since it's only a three to four hour ride for me, I finally got around to joining the AMA. Good job. And I'm planning on coming down this year. Is that a threat? Oh, that's awesome. Is that a threat? Get your ass up there. You better bring condoms and Lysol, man. Look for sparkles. (laughs) Sparkles and flowers. Condoms, Lysol, gin and pickles, please. Yeah. (laughs) He says, I was And lots of CC. I was just curious if you guys were having some sort of meet and greet or any kind of event. Well, are you? Where I can meet you guys and maybe buy you some beers or something. What are you? Yes, please. Been listening, been listening for a while, and it would be cool Jello. to get some faces to the voices that have been coming through my speakers. Thanks. Keep up the good work, and hopefully, I'll see some of you. I think in a we need the months. kiddie pool with Jello. Look the for answer the yellow is Jello wrestling. Look for the Jello wrestling. Tank. Yes, we are Saturday at. Three is o'clock. It, is there going to be a Jello wrestling tank? <gasps> oh, because... Zach, I think I have an idea. Are we ready? Oh, I, I'm so yes, ready. Please. I'm oh. so ready. I'm going to wear a cape. We just you? can't get naked or so escort us off the property. True. Go true, on. true, true, true. Go we'll on. Do it. Okay. Saturday right. at three o'clock. Calm down, everybody. We are going to be hanging out over at our camp spot mm-hmm. over in the, not the family campground, but the party campground. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. Don't, how about we don't met party? go to the family campground. <laughs> we met We met party dude was here last yeah, weekend. Andrew, right? Yeah, Andrew. Last weekend. Awesome. Out of the fucking blue. Andrew. The captain. captain. From the corner. The captain. Yes. The corner. Yes. That guy. He was Andrew here. Was here. It was he was here. No. Yes. Like out of the blue. Yeah. 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 So, um, if you go down the road to the right side campground, past the barrel racing, yep, <laughs> go all the way to the end to the fence and make a right yep. and look for the big look yellow for the school bus. bus. Not the not the other school bus. This is school bus. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and the Jello wrestling tank. Saturday no, no. At three. We were literally parked directly across from another short bus last year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a bunch of us are going centers. to AMA Vintage Days. I'm actually going to be um, speaking, uh, doing a chick stand panel. Saturday at noon, I want to say. And they've moved the speaking. It was in the tower. Now it's going to be over in the midfield in a tent where they have all the other Sick. Oh, the displays, vendors, and, stuff, vendors huh? and everything. That's yeah. dope. Exactly. So um, that is going to be July... First week. Six, seven, eight, yes. I want to say. Um, First Something weekend. like that. Think, the weekend think, after the fourth. Yeah. Uh, Mid-Ohio would be the fifth through the eighth, I think. Fifth, okay, yes. Like six, seven, eight, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, come on out. If you're going to be any, anywhere near Ohio, come on out to Vintage yep. Days. It's an amazing time. Go- and if you're not near Ohio, Google, go to Vintage Google Days. Google AMA Vintage Days and you'll find the info. But Zach, that's where... What? You. What? That's where we're going to see you next. That's where you're going to see me next. And, uh, oh, are you bringing outfits? 
We'll are see. you bringing some chrome, oh, some we'll chrome spray? <laughs> we'll see what I can do. I got. I live. I are you, die. Oh, you want some chrome spray? I'll bring you a bunch. It's yeah, two dollars yeah, yeah. at Walmart. Oh Walmart. God. Yeah. It's cupcake frosting. I'm, I'm bringing the uh, my evil Knievel outfit onesie. <laughs> I'm bringing oh, yeah. Lysol and I'll bring, it, I'll bring as much as you want. I'll bring as much rainbow shit as you want. You know, you know what oh. you do is you spray yourself before you get to the airport. Uh, <laughs> I'm driving. You I'm driving, you sir. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. It's only 10 hours. Oh, shit. Hey, you know right. what? Um, That's a one day. Yeah. Now that yeah. we've made it to the end of the show, we're doing better. Oh, we God. only lost one person this week. Yeah. Uh-huh. As opposed to like the three we lost last week. And we had to go uh, sleep on the couch for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and last he, he week I had to do a spa well. date. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think this is a time that we can thank everyone for listening. Yeah. Zach, do you <laughs> want to do, do your thing? <gasps> oh, you can. Yeah. You can find us online at MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com, on Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz. Send us an email at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 831-291-5112. I don't remember that number. I just feel like that's worth mentioning. It came back to me once you started. <laughs> I didn't know it either until that's he started. I'm like, I'm either going to know it or I'm not. That's hilarious. So thank you, everyone. And hopefully we'll see people out there in L.A. or see us in, in L.A. Ohio. It's going to be a hoot. Um, look Ohio. for the Misfits. We're going to be doing the It'll stupid be stuff. You'll find time. the Misfits. And we're hearing rumors about flat track racing in San Francisco in September. Who Hooligan flat track. Hooligan flat. Anyway, keep it out. I think we're ready to get out of here. Yeah. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. This is Liza. Bye. Yeah, uh, Naked Gym, yeah. What the Aloha. fuck is that? Like the, the, <laughs> I know the gong show? I am and continue to be Zach. Just shout your name out. Oh, it's me! Yay! Yay! The Venga bus is coming. Interesting. You video like to party? Mine. I like to party. I like to party. Sweet. Put it closer. Like I can't. Let's, let's dance this one out, Liza. You know what I want to do? What? Let's get out of here. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Cool. Get out of here. Cool. This show's horrible. Cool.